Anyway, during the break, I showed Michael the Doctor Strange. What are your thoughts now on that trailer? How do you think it presented Wanda? As a bad, bad, bad mommy. (laughs) (laughs) I wasn't expecting to go there. But I agree. (laughs) The best music from the 60s to today. IPL Radio. It is six o'clock. Well, it is a little bit after six. It's six o one, actually. Yeah, we are back. The verdict is back. How you doing, Michael? How's I'm your day? good, Alex. How have you been since last time? I've been okay. My job's getting interesting now. I'm starting to do like I'm starting to take calls and like really deal. I'm I can affect. I'm affecting stuff. Mate, now. you're living the telemarketer's dream right now. It's not telemarketing. <laughs> nah, I get I get people calling up saying, "Hey, um, my superannuation." isn't being paid to me and I'm like oh no let me just double check that Uh-oh. Um, but yeah no what's fun is I had a a really interesting call yesterday um, I won't go into details but the call was literally like all all she needed was to uh, to check her balance and um, also get like a, a, a form sent out easiest thing ever the call ended up being about 20 minutes long she was telling me about her entire life that's sweet like, yeah, I mean, she was, t- she was she old? Sh- yeah, but yeah. she was going into like terrible details. Uh oh. I was hearing all about the marriage and how it ended and what. Sometimes people just want to be spoken to. Oh, no, no. Yeah. Look, at the end, she was just like, you know what? I really appreciate you listening to me. I'll, I'll send you the- <laughs> That is literally my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'll send you the bill. And I'm like, okay. I should have been somewhere else like 10 minutes ago. But, nah. It's, it's, it's interesting. Just like. Hearing these uh, experiences of people and stuff like that, it's 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 something. It's something. Well, it is something. It is. Anyway, so this I think this show today's show is going to be very Marvel heavy, right? Yeah, actually, it is. Because because you know Miss Marvel finished up. We've both seen the new Thor movie twice. You've seen it twice. Yeah, oh, that's today right. as well. Today as well. Today, what, I took right? notes. Wow, Michael! I'm criticisms. Really, I really pr- oh, I'm really proud of you. That that's good. That's good. It's good to hear. So before we actually get into that, we've got some we've got some stuff to take care of. Question of the week. Uh, before that, or before the question of the week, IPL stuff. So IPL is going through a lot of changes right now. We've we've got a whole bunch of new people on board. And with that, you know, resources and stuff like that, it's 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 a lot. So we're trying to actually currently raise uh, money for. IPL Radio, there is a GoFundMe set up because everyone here is volunteers and everybody here, um, you know, we we do we, we take time out of our day to make stuff and give it to the people and stuff like that. And obviously, agreed, agreed. It's not paid. No. No, we don't get paid. We're not earning money from the content specifically. And because it's the off-season for, like, budding snags, you can't really do any fundraisers. So we do have a GoFundMe set up. If you head to the uh, Inspire Radio Online Instagram... All the details are there for that. We also have it on our Instagram, the verdict underscore IPL. As well as the Facebook page of IPL. Yes. If you head to the uh, Facebook page and the Facebook group. Facebook group. I always thought they were the same thing. Yeah. No, no. I, th- I, think, I think they're different. Uh, <laughs> but, you yeah, know, we do have uh, all our... I think it's... Is, is the link in our bio for this as well? Yeah. I put... I added it oh, my gosh. Yesterday. Michael, you are a saint. I know. Yes. Actually, if you go to our Instagram, the verdict underscore IPL... Click our link tree. All the important links are there. Everything you, you need to get yourself involved with that with IPL, it's all in there. But yeah, if you if, if you want to donate, it's all it's tax deductible, so you'll get it back. Then technically, the Australian government's paying. It's a fun little uh, gotcha. The financial year has just ended, Alex. Yeah, so if you do it now, you got to remember in twelve months' time <laughs> when you 
do your tax return for the 2023 financial year. Anyway, but yeah, so um, <laughs> so yeah, if you, if you want to donate, please do. Uh, you know, it'll, be, it'll mean a lot to us. But if not, just share it around. If you've got any like community groups, because yeah, you know, think about it from IPL's point of view. We do try and do a lot of stuff for the community. So if you've got any groups that would be interested, any in, businesses, organizations, businesses, especially, yeah, definitely reach out because you know it, it helps us out a lot. We are we're looking at trying to get some some stuff on our end, but you know it's we're we're trying to do a two pronged approach with this for sure. I mean, like during our days, we can provide substantial advertising. Yeah, exactly. We yeah we're looking at advertising packages for um, sort of bigger corporations. We have a lot of people with some connections, so we're trying to get. Um, um, yes, we, we know people in the mob. We do, we do. We know we know people in the mob. They'll make you offers you cannot refuse. No, legally and physically you cannot refuse. Yeah. So yeah, so yeah, check out those links. We'll appreciate it massively. And I guess I guess well, let's kick into the show. Let's kick yeah. into the show. We'll start the show off as we do every week with the question of the week. Well, not every week. The last. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. I forgot about the question of the week last week. All right, Michael. Stop. Stop calling me out. And the please. week. Two weeks before that, too, when we got into it after the first break. Yeah. Oh god, and we almost forgot then as well. Yeah. So I asked a question because we're going to be talking about Thor today. I put the question out. Um, which is better, Mjolnir or Stormbreaker? as a weapon and Stormbreaker won yeah it got two thirds of the votes um did you what did you vote you I, voted Stormbreaker I'm a Stormbreaker simp <laughs> <laughs> you're a simp son yeah no Stormbreaker I also I, I don't think I've did I vote on my personal one let me just double check uh but yeah I also would have voted Stormbreaker I did vote yeah okay um yeah so because p- part of me I'm like you know, they both have advantages and disadvantages, right? Mjolnir, it's smaller. It's more concealable, I guess, and probably easier to use as a weapon. I don't know if it'd be lighter. It is it is for the person who has the enchantment. Okay. Which comes to the other thing. Mjolnir has uses other than a hammer. You can put it in some... In, in D&D, there's an item called an immovable rod. If you place that rod somewhere and you click a button, that rod ain't moving. Mjolnir's the same. If you put Mjolnir somewhere... Oh, yeah. It reminds me of the Team Daryl skits. Exactly. And yeah. then Daryl's He puts it on the toilet, and, and he can't open it. He puts it when he's vacuum cleaning, and you can't do around it. Daryl's cannon now. But Yeah, I know. Yeah. But, but he can hang the hammer on a, shell, on a hook. Correct. So is the hook worthy? No. Why? The, because the hook is inanimate. It has no worth. So therefore, it, inanimate stuff... Inanimous. Oh, that means yeah. If the, if it's on the toilet, that means the toilet is worthy. If it's on the floor, the floor is worthy. Uh, yeah, that's how it works. Okay. No, the reason why Vision could pick it up is because he's not a person. That's a shame. So that just ruined the whole goodness of Vision. No, 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 no. no. But they they explored that at the end of Age of Ultron, where they said if I put the hammer in an elevator and send it to the top floor, is the elevator worthy? Well, so then te- can technically Bucky's metal arm hold the hammer? No, because. Okay, it's magic, so it goes beyond like uh, science rules. So because Bucky is still lifting it up, he shouldn't be able to lift it up because it's a person behind that. But the elevator operator, <laughs> yeah, the elevator operator, he is worthy. Yeah. Little li- little side proxy, who's like ninety eight years old. He's like, yeah, what floor would you like, yeah. <laughs> Mister Jonathan? Um, but yeah, so yeah. but no, and then Stormbreaker. I think the reason the reason why I voted for it, especially because you know, just from this movie as well, things that I noticed is it looks so cool. Watching it used in battle, I think, is a lot of fun. Oh, I, I like it. It looks more threatening, and it got a cooler name. 
Yeah. And like when I think, you know, Thor is definitely like a barbarian of sorts, right? So in D&D, &D, you, you get like great axes and they're just, that's a sick to use. Mm. And they're very powerful. Plus it has like character significance. Like he went to the forge to do it and it has Groot's, yeah. Groot's DNA technically. Yeah, no, you're not wrong, especially when he plants Storm. So it's a nice like collaboration between the Guardians and yeah. Thor. And it way. also, it can summon the Bifrost. Yeah, we can get about that in my movie criticisms later. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wonderful. Speak. Okay, so let's just actually, you know, let's dive right in. So, oh, what do you want? Do you want to go straight into Thor? Or do you want to talk about Miss Marvel? Uh, finish off the final season, or I think I think we, we jump into Thor. We'll and jump we jump into Thor, and we'll talk we can, about it later because we'll talk about all the Marvel shows so far. I yeah, think, and that'll be a bigger discussion. So I've so we're not going to do recaps from now, and we're just going to present our yes. thoughts and discuss things. So. Let's just jump straight into our ratings. I want to hear your rating for Thor Love and Thunder. Okay. And then, and then we can explain it and sort of go on from there. Okay, so after my initial viewing, I gave it a solid 5 out of 10. Yeah. But after watching it uh, again, I would give it about 6. Okay, so your your second viewing improved your... Um, yeah, because I knew what to expect. I knew it wasn't yes. a great movie. <laughs> and uh, so... But then I, I guess, like, I, I saw a little more character in you know, character um, moments and things yes. like that. So, you know, I'm assuming you're probably going to have a weaker view of this movie. So um, walk us through the stuff that you liked and then we can walk through your criticism. Because you are, obviously, you liked the movie. Yes, I did. So, but I didn't. So I was like, okay, so I'll present... The, well, the, we'll, we'll go through your thing and then once you're done, we'll go through mine. Just okay, because so I, I got points. Bring them out, Mike. Do you want to bring them out? Bring all out of them now. Points. Okay. So okay. Um, we'll focus on the positives first because I feel like okay. you, you probably have less positives. I think just from what you've been how sure. you've been talking throughout the week. Um, and w this is a spoiler review, so we can talk oh, about. Oh yes, hundred percent. We're going to be diving into details. Okay, positives. I felt um, the battle scenes, uh, not the one at New Asgard where they find Jane for the first time. Yeah. All the other battle scenes are really good. Yes. Yes. Um, especially the music, the Guns and Roses. Literally, the whole discography was played during the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I felt they accentuated. Um, the, the the feeling that you're like at a football game and you're just cheering on your your winning team. The atmosphere. Yeah, uh, uh, especially a highlight for me um, was the last one, the whole November Rain Guns N' Roses song when they played the whole the guitar solo when all the kids were fighting. That I got chills watching that because that was really really well done. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was the only point in the movie which I got chills though, and because yeah, I love that song, I love the guitar solo, and just seeing it come in. Like the specific point of the song, because that song is like quite a long song. I think it's about six or four minutes. But um, Taika Waititi made that exec executive decision just to put that specific guitar solo, like you know, arguably the best part of the song, yeah. in his like montage, uh, you know, battle of the battles type uh, moment, which I thought was super cool. Yeah, yeah. But the logistics behind this whole battle wasn't super cool. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, I see. I but, see. like, as as the moment in itself, that was cool. If you switch your brain off and don't think too much about it, yep. it was an epic moment. Like, I really loved watching that. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And another positive, especially, uh, Chris Hemsworth's daughter, at towards the end of the movie, that was so wholesome, him, like, parenting her. Mm -hmm. And uh, mm -hmm. just, you could just really feel the chemistry. Yes. Like, it, it was really cool. And uh, it was like, you know... No, I don't want to do this. Fine, you wear these shoes, and it was just so. Don't relatable. complain to me when your feet are aching. <laughs> yeah, it, it was just so wholesome. Yeah, um, it was. It was. Um, so yeah. So those are, those are the only two <laughs> positives you've got. Um, I was gonna say Russell Crowe, but I wasn't a big fan of it. Second time watching it as well. Yeah. No, I feel like 
His his walk was funny though. The one where he like stood up and then he got, grabbed his little skirt and he just waddled like that. That was <laughs> yeah. that was funny. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. So yeah, let's. <laughs> Actually, do you want me to go through my positives, or do we? Do we yes, want to? I think we should do that. Okay, yeah. cool. So, I, I've got a lot more than you, I think. So, I did see a lot of the. I tried to stay away from spoilers, but I saw a lot of the people's reactions online, and I saw a lot of creators say it's a fun movie. And when they say that, you can you can generally feel like what you know. They won't say they're about Batman. They won't be like it's a fun movie. They'll say it was a good movie. It's a bad movie. You know. But when they say yeah. it's a fun movie, it means as humor. It has humor, and you probably shouldn't, ex- you know, go in there expecting to be to have your entire, expect to be challenged by the movie. You know what I mean? And then I saw a lot of people saying, "Marvel's worst movie." Oh, it's so mid. Oh, Phase Four is crap and stuff like that. And I'm like, oh gosh. I, I but then I could see that the types of people that were saying that were probably people who go, "Man, all I want to see is explosions," kind of stuff. You know what? You know what I mean? So I, I went in there and I'm like, okay, let's actually just clear my mind let's not set any expectations for Marvel then let's not set any expe- any expectations for Taika Waititi let's just go in there because you just- are a huge fan of his work especially that pirate show and yeah I haven't seen the pirate show yet because I thought I you know had if- you were no, always no, no. telling me about it so I no, thought you watched it I, I, I got it recommended to me and I saw all these snippets online and it looks like a lot of fun okay so but um, it, it's only available on a streaming service I don't have so um, but you know I do really enjoy Taika Waititi's work he takes something he does a really good job of taking these really serious elements and adding brevity into it whilst not ignoring... No, exactly. Like, f- the, yeah. the only time which I ever use this word, Zanny, that is literally his word. Zany? Zany. Is it yeah. Zany or Zany? Zany, Zany. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Zany that, sounds like you're trying to pop a pill. Zany. <laughs> no, no, Zany. Like, that's what I would describe his work. Um, has a lot of heart. Yes. And um, But has a lot of humour and has a lot of unconventional type awkwardly, awkward, funny moments. Yeah, so when when you look at some of his past works, like Hunt for the Wilder People, that's a movie that can make you cry. Yeah. It's about... Have you seen it? Um, I think I watched it a long time ago, but I watched Boy. I haven't seen Boy yet, but okay. I imagine it's going to be good. But, you know, so Hunt for the Wilder People, you've got a kid who's going through the foster system. He's Jane got a... foster system. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a really bad relationship with cops, and he hasn't found anyone to love. And then he finds a family... And the dad's a bit iffy, and not iffy, but the dad sort of is a bit closed off, and the mom's doing her best. I just saw that birthday scene, and yeah. it's like ding, ding, Rick, ding, 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 yeah. ding, 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 Ricky Baker, yeah. And like it's like you know the mom's doing her best to accommodate this child, and you, you can see this child finds love in the family, and then obviously everything changes. But the movie, it keeps this upbeat kind of. You don't feel too sad about it because you know you, you're being taken along. But the movie has so much heart to it right and I knew that about Tiger I'm like he does that really well and I saw that in this movie as well so I'll, go, I'll try and I'm going to try and chronologically remember the movie to see if I can pick up the points that I really liked so um, I like the fact that I, I, I liked how everything looked the opening fight scene with the Guardians even though it wasn't like a super um, a super like uh, what's the word like Intricate, fresh or fresh. new, yeah, type of fight. There was a, there's a scene where he's just got Stormbreaker above his head. You got like that purple sunset in the background, mm. the giant sun. It looked be- it, like I said to Haley, I was watching it with my girlfriend. I said, I could, I, like, if I could put that as a poster in like on my desktop or something, I would because that looks beautiful. Uh, the one where he's sitting in front of the tree it was so Kung Fu Panda esque. 
Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. It was. Um, like Master Uguay type thing. Yeah. Um, with the cherry blossoms. I don't know if it was a cherry blossom tree, but I, I don't think, think it, it was, was. Because that, it, it, it's in space. Yeah. It's probably like a derivative. But yeah. Oh, you can hear my, my chair squeak. Um, so I, I really liked how that looked. And Taika Waititi was dealt, pardon me, with cards he had no control over. They put the Guardians and Thor together. He had to split them up. They made Thor fat. He had to undo that. And he could have done it in a way that was quite damaging to the character by saying, you know, they did it in the, probably the best way that he could have by without making... Because, you know, obviously in Endgame he became fat and he became kind of the butt of the joke and people were like, hey, making fun of men being depressed is probably not a good thing. And, you know, people start to realize that after. And then, the, and then a lot of the criticism was like, you know, if they just make him rip together in the next movie and undo all that, then that's also a disservice. But Taika was smart. Taika gave Thor the goal of trying to make himself happy. And in doing that, he became ripped, but then he wasn't fulfilled. What well, One thing which I'd like to point out about that whole losing weight thing, yeah. um, they mentioned he, he, he got from God Bod to... Uh, no, Dad from Bod Dad Bod to, to God, God Bod. Bod, but inside he was still broken. That's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I, that's what I saw. That's right? what, no, no, yeah, that, that's exactly what I'm talking about. So they showed him go through the process of changing himself physically, but he didn't repair the damage. And that's what was at the heart of this movie. He was still trying to repair himself. And I really appreciated that storyline, I think. Uh, so yeah, the Guardian stuff I didn't really care about in that moment. It they only just, had like one line each, other than Star Lord and exactly. Maybe, um, what's it called? Uh, Karen Gillian's character. Yeah, but Star Lord did offer you know the thing. You know, he's the line is uh, have something to feel shitty about because it makes you it makes you know it gives you something, and it's quite nice seeing that moment where Thor obviously he's he's lost. He's got nobody else and stuff like that. So I did enjoy the projection his arc was going in. Um, the next thing that I enjoyed was gore. I loved gore. I, agree I love with that. Yep. Christian Bell's acting was phenomenal. Um, the way his physicality terrifying. His like uh, especially the scene at the beginning where he was eating the fruit and you could tell he was really you know he was in a, a desert. Yeah. And then he comes to this oasis and then he just really eating this fruit. Yeah. Really friendly. You could really feel that you know this guy is malnourished. He hasn't been eating anything. His yeah. daughter just died. And you know, and and like when he was talking to the god, you could see like little pulps and yeah. stuff on his mouth that show, and his eyes and raw. Yeah, just very. Um, yeah, exactly. Raw the fruit and raw his expressions. It's raw gore in <laughs> Thor four. More Thor. Raw. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. Yeah. Uh, but you know, I, his his acting and his uh, arc was really good. But also like the way Thor. I mean, sorry, gore, gore, oh, Thor, looks- gore, Lady Thor, and Korg. Thor 4, more Kor... No, Thor 4, more Thor, Korg and Gore. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, no, um, the way the way that they made him look with... He doesn't look like he does in the comics, but I think they did the next best thing. And after he picks up the Necro Sword, the way he changes and stuff like that, and the way that Christian Bale played him was menacing. Mm. Which, you know, I've never felt, felt like Thor really had a challenge. You know what I mean? Like, um, he never really felt like he had to something up against Hella. Yeah, but even then I didn't feel necessarily stakes in that battle. Yeah. If that makes sense. But I felt it with Gore because Gore isn't about like doing big amounts of damage. He's about he he his his fighting is so like cunning and shifty. It's like you go to punch him, he's not there. He's behind you. Also like he's powered by this thing that's beyond him, you know what I mean? Like 
I, I quite enjoyed that. And I quite enjoyed the way that they made the monsters, the shadow um, the shadow monsters. Like, how they weren't all just... They were just uh, demigorgons. Not even, because they were all different. So, like, unlike, you know, in uh, Infinity War, where those uh, berserkers came out, mm. they were all, like, the same, just yeah. random CGI things. These ones, they all were different, like, different creatures and stuff like that, and I, I quite enjoyed that. Um, I enjoyed... Uh, Mighty Thor's outfit I think it looked pretty sick uh, The first alliteration When we first saw it Was bad But the second one With the smaller helmet Looked a lot better With the silver helmet mm, mm. I enjoyed that um, I also enjoyed Jane's story How they take They took a show From the comics The whole cancer run And they didn't Like Taika was my He didn't make it A joke Because that's what I told you I was like I hope they bring that um, Cancer thing into yeah. it And They did Yeah and they did They took it seriously they didn't make it a joke. They didn't, you know, just brush it aside. It became a plot point, and it affected everybody. So I quite enjoyed how we incorporated that. A lot of the middle bit of the movie, it just felt a bit touch and go for me. Um, you know, we're caught up in bureaucracy. Um, but, uh, you know, so Omnipotent, Omnipotent City I really enjoyed because we got to see all these different gods from all these cultures, human culture, yeah. and then obviously like space gods and stuff like uh, that. Apparently there was Jesus though. No, they mentioned Jesus. God of carpentry. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just silly. Uh, yeah, God of carpentry. But, I, you know, it's a bit ended. But yeah, we got to see like, um, you know, a, a lot of uh, Maori people are like, were quite excited because one, they named one of their gods and we got to see one of their gods on screen as well. Mm. And, you know, we got to see all these different gods from like uh, Hinduism and, uh, and obviously Greek gods and um, South American gods as well as African gods and stuff and like that. And then Korg's god was, Korg, Korg's god was, was on, on a, a throne of scissors. That was beautiful. Just another rock, paper, scissors joke for you. <laughs> it was so good. But yeah, and that fight scene, because, you know, obviously blood isn't a big thing in Marvel. Like, oh, they've got gold blood? Cool. And it became a bloodbath. I really, I quite enjoyed that. Um, mm. But yeah, I th- I didn't like the goats for the most part. The only oh, time, I hated the goats. The only time I enjoyed the goats was when they... They landed on the planet. That's that it. was the funniest thing. It wasn't funny, but I understood why it was funny. <laughs> to me. Anyway, I'll get to that anyway. Um, and and then, the meek talking while he's giving the speech, I that had, was annoying. That was annoying. That was I didn't like that. Um, but yeah, so all of the middle bit, like it was just nice to look at and it was like a spectacle to see. Yeah. I did quite enjoy that side of things. And then obviously, you know, bit by bit, I, I liked Thor's interaction with the kids. Yep. How yeah. he was able that to was try and, you know, give them something, give them inspiration, give them hope and then um gore's interaction with the kids was terrifying when he just kind of appeared out of the he shadows. just randomly developed a sense of humor I, that's what gore? yeah gore when? he was very serious and then suddenly he's like hey guys look at octi and and he just does you just randomly became animated well i i don't think i don't think it was necessarily animated i think it's like the confidence that he had that he was he was because he was a broken man prior to that, and then yeah. now suddenly he's just jerky and because he's got power, the the sword corrupts him. No, I know that, but it's the same argument with Wanda. Like they had good intentions, but like they're just corrupted by this. And I think that's I don't idea. think he, Gore really ever had good intentions. But like he did, he he respected the gods. He was like, "That's my last. Um, I'm the last follower of this god." And, yeah. Uh, Oh, I'm talking about talking about with no. The sword is like a virus; it will corrupt him and make him. But that's what I feel. Not. I mean, not not brushing too much into the negatives at the moment. But like, I I wonder if there's a 
common theme on this phase uh, a good character or with good motives being possessed by this thing which amplifies their desires but make them more evil mm. okay well we'll get into that when we do because yeah. I've got some thoughts on that as well but you know I you know I really like the the int- I like the introduce introduction of Axel yeah because it, it gives Heimdall's story a continuance because his was cut short again by the Russo brothers who Taika didn't get any say in that so the Thor side of stuff obviously has to try and continue a story I, I did like the inclusion of him how he became like a leader for the kids it was quite nice to watch and Thor's interaction with the kids <laughs> I thought that was Caleb McLaughlin first <laughs> I was like, he's got no. the face yeah he's yeah. kind of got the face but yeah. you racist <laughs> Thor's interaction with the kids to kind of like foreshadow the ending I really did like that and then I think the best part of the movie was the final battle on that planet not the final battle. Uh, the black sec- and white? Yes. Because for two things. Obviously, the the use of color was really smart. And also, the fact that the planet is so small, the camera was so dynamic. Mm. You had that lighting effect from the Hela scene in the previous movie, which was really nice. Is this the one, um, not the final, final fight, the second final fight? Yes. Yeah. Uh, on the actual planet. Yeah. So, okay. Actually, sorry. The goats running into that planet because it's it's that joke from Rick and Morty where he just bumps into the planet. It's just smaller than you expected, yeah. and just I don't know. <laughs> it's like a Pluto, smaller than Pluto. Type. It's tiny. It's smaller than like it's probably the size of I'm going to say the city if it was a ball. Yeah. Um. But yeah, just the the thing we, we feel like it's an epic. Oh, they're going to land on the planet and then just run into it. And the go- I don't know. That's the one time the goats made me laugh out loud. Um. But yeah, no, the. The size of that planet and the use of these creatures are really loud for like a dynamic camera, and it was probably one of the more dynamic fight scenes that I'd seen in the MCU, because the MCU does suffer from CGI fight syndrome, right? Yeah, a lot of the fights are very samey and stuff like that. This one felt dynamic, and it was very um, what's the word? Like, it, it, it incorporated so many different aspects. Like, you know, how we zoomed out and we got to see all of them fighting individually and the way the camera would flip and move around everybody. Yeah, uh, one more thing, especially with the whole black and white thing. Um, yeah. As I was listening to it in the cinema, um, they had a kind of like a muffle audio, so like the silent film type era. Yeah. Okay. Um, so they had a little bit of audio. Um, they sounded a bit more like buzzy. Like, you know how you'd see in the old films, the black and white films, yeah, yeah, how yeah. they have that... Um, that voice, you know, I mean, yeah, like a, and I think that we that's what they like had that a, sound. Yes, that 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 like that radio static type of sound. That's what they had when when I was watching. Oh, the movie, I didn't so. notice that. Um, yeah, because I I was noticed, you know, I was like, is is he is he going full on silent film era type? Uh, um, yeah, screening, but no, they had the little bit that 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 crackle that um that yeah. radio type voice, you know, that like interference. Not interference. It's like um, you know, like we're back in the old school, like uh, when black and white television how they just uh, sounded like and they ha- like uh, the transatlantic accent yeah yeah not not the accent but like the more like the effect okay yeah, yeah. um just like that that's what i kind of noticed which yeah. was uh, really subtle but um i well i think it helps because the whole point in the shadow realm apart from being in Yu-Gi-Oh, is it's yeah. meant to it's meant to like uh suck the life out of things. no i thought it was like a homage to um um that era of film it could have been it very well could have been um, but yeah, I really, I really enjoyed that fight scene, mm. and it, the ending was pretty good. How we, you know, Gore just grabs Stormbreaker at the end, and just like, like they get spat out, and then Gore's got it. I quite like that. Um, I really liked the room with the higher beings. So you had the head celestial, you had the Watcher. Is that back to the 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 omni- omnipotent? No, no, no. This is where the final battle took place. 
Okay. So in that room, you had a statue of the Watcher. You had a statue of like this head celestial. I didn't notice the statues, but I noticed celestials at the city. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but yeah, in this room. So it's in Marvel. You got these like really higher order beings with Eternity kind of being at the top. You got Eternity, and then below it, you got uh, a bunch of beings, and below that, you've got a bunch of then the gods kind of thing. So there, there, there is a hierarchy in Marvel in in terms of power and omnipotence. In the end, so yeah, in this room, you had the Living Tribunal, which is the the one true lawmaker, I guess. So basically, if any like universal stuff happens, this happened in the comics where Thanos did what he did in the comics, and then the Avengers went to the Living Tribunal, and then the Living Tribunal basically acquitted Thanos, and so they're like, what? You know, so Thanos is like, yeah, and Galactus is also like below that as well, but he's not. But yeah, so you had the Living Tribunal, you had the Watcher, you had Lady Death. You yeah, that's had... what Thanos did his snap for to court Lady Death. But they didn't really... I don't think they, they touched that in... No, the films, yeah. they didn't. They tried to make it more um, realistic. Which I, I quite like. Which I thought it was much better. Yeah. And then you had Eon. Elon. Eon. <laughs> Stop bringing Elon... Oh, I want to talk about Elon Musk later. <laughs> He's a terrible guy. Anyway. Uh, and some... And then... Um, Eternity and... Well, the Eternity was the big one, but there's another... There's another one that I can't quite think of. It's the opposite of Eternity. Uh, entropy, I think. I'm not too sure. Yeah, but no, th- I quite like this place. How it's kind of like a representation of all of these uber powerful Marvel beings, and then the Eternity statue was pretty cool, and like the whole f- that fight, I quite liked because Thor had chosen. He realized that he wields such a magic power. He can give an enchantment to it. None of the fly. These kids are now wielding the power of Zeus. Mm. Uh, I, uh, it was so nice to watch these kids go ham and like they, they were good actors as well you know what I mean yeah. like a lot of kid actors often they can't sell no Taco is here he always action. incorporates kids into his work yeah because apparently a, a bunch of people's kids were there like uh, crew and cast yeah so Taika's kid was there uh, Hemsworth's kids were there um, and uh, Christian Bale's kids were there and yeah. stuff like that which is quite funny um, but yeah I really enjoyed that scene and sorry just before that I, I realised I forgot something the way that Jane gets the hammer. I thought was really good. I thought the montage was sweet. Yeah, the montage was really With good. With the ABBA music playing. Yeah, yeah. But the, I think the thing that I really liked most is just Thor just haphazardly whispering to Mjolnir. It's like, keep her safe. Blah, blah, blah. But then that ends up upgrading the enchantment on Mjolnir. Yeah. And then that leads to Mjolnir protecting. Yep. I, I quite like that. <laughs> yep. I, 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 what's funny? What's funny? Uh... Well, what is the time? 6.30. So we can talk about the negatives after the break. <laughs> you didn't like that? <laughs> no. Oh, that's sad. Anyway, but yeah, no, I, I did I did quite like that because it kind of it kind of made it make sense because worthiness is always, it's hard to define. You know, what yeah. makes the what, what makes Thor worthy is that he's willing to do things that other people aren't. Mm. You know, that's why Captain America normally can't really wear it cuz he's often he, he he'll easily like go and see the good in somebody and stuff like that. Whereas Thor's like, I will kill people to get this done. And that's why Spider-Man's not worthy and stuff like that. Mm. So to to judge that based on Jane, like I'm glad they didn't just go, oh, she's worthy. And so that's, that's why she wears it. It's like, no, Thor's love extends into the hammer. And that's what protected Jane. And I'm so like, Thor, love and hammer. <laughs> yeah. What are you the god of again? <laughs> god of hammers? God of hammers. 
no, I'm the god of love. And then, uh, yeah. No, and then, so then jumping to the end, the, I think the ending was perfect. No, the ending was great. The ending was perfect. I think that was shot in Australia too. It very, can imagine that at um, like a beach in Australia. The, uh, apparently, okay, so going off that, so the, where the hammer is, that was shot in Australia. Oh, the, um, what? So actually, there's meant to be a scene where because at the very end of the credits, I was happy to see our Australian government yeah. had our logo and everything. So the scene where okay, it was a cut scene from the movie. Basically, it's where uh, Jane gets powered up by Mjolnir. That was shot. The in one Australia. where she um, looking at the glass. There was a scene of her actually being the first time she transforms. We didn't really see that. We just no, saw no, no. her looking at the hammer. That's then what I'm we saying. The battle no, no, that's what I'm saying. That was a deleted scene. Oh, I see. But that was shot in Australia because that's when the first leaked images came out from was from that scene taken being shot. Um, but apparently, uh, what's who plays Jane Foster? What's her name? Uh, Portman. Oh my gosh, Natalie Portman. She was in an interview. She said we, there was one scene that was shot in a Best Buy car park, and yeah, people that think that it's that scene at the end with the with the 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 water. But yeah, no, I think the ending was very, quite beautiful to be honest because Gore got what he wanted in the end. Um, he wa- he got his daughter back, and he realized that he was the issue, <laughs> and mm. Thor found what he was missing. It's a nice parallel with Loki being um adopted. Yeah. Yes. I haven't even thought of that. That's yeah. so good. Yeah. No. And like, so Thor, he'd given, he'd find the, th- he found the thing that made him feel shitty, and it was love. And then his love dies in that moment. She gave her life to him, essentially, and gave her life to protect so and many people. And the fact that it was his daughter, which is really sweet, too. Yeah. And then he realizes, that's what I need. I need somebody to love. And then... So he just literally secured a future. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Pretty much. But yeah, I, I did quite... The, and I liked how they modeled Eternity. Because in mm. the comics, that's exactly what he looks that's like. What I, that, I, I've been seeing a lot of positive feedback on how they... Presented yeah. Eternity. Apparently that was really comic accurate. Oh, yeah. Because he's basically just this dude with a space inside of him. Mm. And the fact that it's kind of... He's, he's just this stoic figure that may or may not have been him. That might have been a representation of him. Uh, but, yeah. I am a little bit confused on how... On the daughter. If she is... it. But, I mean, okay. In the comics, Eternity does have a daughter. Her name is Love. She embodies... Love at the very end, he said, and love and thunder. That's what I'm saying. So I think we saw eternity give birth to the yeah, concept of love. Especially when the when the daughter was walking up, so she's reanimated. You see in the water, it's like a very. You see the eternity, yeah. yeah. Which is, I think, that's like kind of like a Taika classic where the reflection isn't where the first shot is like, wow, we're looking at the thing. Turns out it's a reflection because mm. he did that in uh, uh, Ragnarok where. Loki and Valkyrie are walking down. Oh, and the the hole, and then it the went, camera just the whole flips. Um, Black Panther type of uh, flip. Kinda, yeah. yeah. But it turns out we're looking at the reflection in an extremely polished floor. Yeah. But yeah, no. Um. So I think we saw the birth of love in that moment, which is the concept of love, and I think that's what his daughter is. Isn't um the Harry Styles character also the god of love? No. So he's Star Fox. He's he is okay. So you know how. Athena is the goddess of war, but she can just make weapons. Mm. She's an actually a god. She's just tied to that similar thing. Oh, okay. So he's Eros, which is like Cupid, essentially before Cupid was Cupid. So that's what he represents because he's so enamored with everybody and he's so attractive and stuff like that. Mm. So yeah. 
So yeah, again, I've had a lot of spiel to talk about the good stuff, just because I I think I I liked a lot of the little instances around. Yeah, I wasn't like it wasn't like the movie as a whole was fantastic. I think I appreciated the small moments that lent itself to the larger story. No, no, no I I see, I see, yeah, no, yeah, I see what you mean. Um, but yeah, so that's my thoughts. But what we're gonna do now is we're gonna chuck on some music. We're gonna chuck on some ads because. We gotta keep the lights. Do we have on. any Guns N' Roses? We have Switch Heart of Mine. Let's do that. Which is what uh, played at the end, I think, right? Um, if I can get this on, so yeah, let's just chuck on Sweet Child of Mine, and uh, we'll be back in a bit. You listen. So yeah, we've talked. We've talked a hot. We we've we've sizzled the bacon. That's not a thing that people do. And we, now we're going to throw out the product. Yeah. So we've talked about the positives of the Thor. Did you have any recaps or do you like to um, outline your positives? So, you're, so you were saying that your positives was not the movie. It was like certain moments. Yeah. The so the positives weren't necessarily the movie as a whole, but all these like little moments that lent themselves to the the character side of the story I think was really good yep and the visuals in the last couple of battles were really good I think as well no I agree with that too um and I, they, they they went ham with the with Thor they and John Ham. they went John Ham with Thor and I, I appreciated that but um but yeah I, I think the movie overall felt a bit weak but it was those little moments that I really appreciated that I found kept me engaged you know? okay so yeah that 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 that's an overview of mine. Um, do you want me to run through my weaknesses and then because yes. I feel like I have less, and then we could jump and really delve into yours. Because I, I a few discussion points that we can discuss. <laughs> a discussion points, I like that, Michael. Okay, so the weaknesses I felt were the tone of the movie didn't fit necessarily the entire time. I felt like they glossed over a couple of things early. You know, the the first act felt rushed. Mm. I. They didn't explain why Thor has two of the same colored eyes. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't make any sense. He's got the scar still, which I quite like. But yeah, um, they kind of threw away a lot of, not necessarily canon, but a lot of some of the established grounds for this. Like, And they did, like they threw in a bunch of stuff and they didn't really explain it. So it felt like, it, is this important to the story or not? Mm. Um, and I feel like they could have added more to the story. I think Gore's story should have been included a bit more. He should have had a bit more development. Um, what else? I think... I think some of the fights should have had a bit... Okay. Mm. The last fights did, but I think some of the earlier fights should have had a bit more stakes. Yeah. Um, Zeus's character, even though Zeus isn't a good guy, I kind of wish that he was played differently. Um, I forgot to say earlier in the good stuff I enjoyed both end credit scenes I think they both lent to the movie yeah no they were really good too uh, some people hated the Valhalla one because like oh my god I waited through the credits for this it's like no but she died of, of cancer, cancer and, and she's worthy to be in Valhalla she died a warrior's death and yeah exactly and we get to see Heimdall again which was beautiful I, know, I, loved, I loved his dreads he looked super cool yeah I mean he looks cool in Ragnarok where he's like the like leading people everywhere and stuff yeah, yeah quite like that you know like almost like the Jesus motif with the with the hood and everything like that I really enjoy, I quite enjoy oh that. I didn't notice that yeah yeah no, I, the like, Morgan Freeman yeah people kind of drew the comparisons there uh, but you yeah, know um, so some of the other downsides um, yeah I think just the pacing was off because mm. um, it was originally five hours or four hours but then he cut it into two yeah that you could feel it you could feel it yeah. there were moments where 
you could tell that they'd rushed through some stuff and it kind of took away from the story and I think some of the moments that were undercut with jokes shouldn't have been undercut with jokes exactly I think jo- the jokes were fine throughout the movie I the jokes were fine and the cringy jokes were fine because they weren't meant to be funny I think some of the jokes were literally like it's me trying to make light of the situation this isn't actually me trying to be funny and but there were some moments especially you know you mentioned it earlier with Meek that was just a bit grating. Uh, some yeah. of the goats were grating as hell. They were. The first scream see, was fine. Do you see how they included the goats in the movie? No. Um, apparently in post-production, once Taika saw, someone showed him like those Taylor Swift uh, goat remix videos. He was like, wow, this is revolutionary. i got to put some goats in my movie. And then they're having shrieking goats in the movie. You know, the I knew you were trouble yeah. like goat remixes. The, the the meme that was probably in 2014. Yeah, yeah that's the one. same. Like, I I understand it for Black Panther, the what are those jokes, because Wakanda was an isolated society. Yeah. But this was... It was dated. Yeah, very dated. They missed... It's like oh. boomer humor, you know? Like, these were the kids were yeah. laughing about in those years, you know? <laughs> yeah, no. They missed an opportunity to involve Beta Ray Bill. How so? Because... If they do it again, it's going to be the same story. If they involved him now, i.e., um, perhaps Mjolnir, I don't know. It might have taken away from the story, but I think that they, if they, because they've teased him a lot. So, what is Beta Ray Bill? First he's, of all, just give us a quick overview before we discuss the negatives. He's an alien called a Carbonite, and basically, they're um, they genet- genetically engineer their warriors, so he looks vastly different. To the people that he belongs to. When you just think of Beta Ray Bill, I think that villain from SpongeBob, like the the Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy, they fight that dude. Yeah, What's his name. <laughs> I think I know the one you're talking about. Um, Barnacle Man or no? No, no. Um, the Man Ray. Yes, I mean the, the the it's like the Manta something like that. Yeah, the black, one... black Manta. No, no, no. That's, he was that's like red Aquaman. and blue, red and blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the one you're and talking he had about. The hood on and uh, yeah. yeah, I just think of him. Yeah. No, so Beta Ray Bill, yeah, he's a, a soldier, a genetically engineered soldier for uh, these aliens. He's kind of got, got like a bit of a horse face. Look, yeah, if you look him up, he's kind of got like a bit of a horse face going on. He's, Bojack? Yes, but if Bojack was anorexic, that's kind of the vibe. Like he, it's like his skin is plastered he's to his skull. He's Thor, but with a horse face. That's the thing. Beta Ray Bill is a guy, so Thor becomes unworthy at some point, and then Beta Ray Bill becomes Thor for a while. And his hammer looks like a stamp. So, wait for it, wait for it. Let, let me let me explain. So, yeah, so Thor becomes unworthy, Beta Ray Bill picks up the hammer, and then Thor and Beta Ray Bill fight over who should be worthy of the hammer. Then Odin decides, you, you are both worthy, Mjolnir shall go to Thor, and Stormbreaker shall go to Beta Ray Bill. I see. So Stormbreaker is what that the weapon that Beta Ray Bill has is Stormbreaker. So Stormbreaker is an established thing in the comics. Yes, uh, but it wasn't originally with Groot's DNA and stuff. Yes, no, that, that is completely for the movies. Uh, but yeah, uh, he's this kind of he's basically the space Thor. Mm. He's in space a lot of the time doing space. Oh, things. so like the guy from Invincible. Um, the Seth Rogen's character. Yeah, Alan, the alien. Yeah, Alan, the yeah. alien. Kind of like he's like a scout and he... He kind of. So things. while Thor does stuff on Midgard and Asgard, Beta Ray Bill will be out in space hub. He's kind of like the Captain Marvel where he's off doing space stuff constantly and they'll bounce into him every so often. The, the one which you just mentioned about him having the Stormbreaker just really brings back to mind the whole 616 argument. Yeah. Um, that's in the comics, but it's also now in the movies. That's what the main universe is called, even though they're both different. Yeah, I don't like the 616 thing. Mm. 
Um, but unless they're trying to make so unless they're trying to make the comics and the TV two separate multiverses, which can happen, yeah. um, because then it then it's what's known as an omniverse, mm. which is a a universe that contains other universes, um, instead of a multiverse, which is um, universes sitting side by side. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, anyway, so that that's who Beta Ray Bill is, and I think they could have included him at least in some capacity because in Thor Ragnarok, his face is on the side of the Grand Master's Tower. Okay, so yeah. So he's one of the previous champions. Yeah. So he exists in this universe. Um, you know, yeah, so I don't know. I just feel like there was a lot of... Um, there, there was opportunity. There was an opportunity to include him. Mm. Uh, say... You know, you know how in Ragnarok, okay, the way that I would have run it, just thinking right now, I haven't put any thought into it. In Ragnarok, he be- doesn't become the god of hammers; he becomes the god of thunder and embodies that. Maybe he decides now that you know Stormbreaker has a bit of a jealousy issue, even though that might may not may not be a thing. That might have been just Korg's interpretation because it was Korg's story that was being told. Yeah, Mjolnir is Jane's thing, and Mjolnir got broken at the end, I believe. Um, they got fixed at the end. Was it? Uh, remember, because the daughter drew the stuff on it. Right, right. Yeah. So he he gets Mjolnir and she got Stormbreaker. Yes. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Actually, you're right. So what could have happened? Thor went. You know, I don't need a hammer, but somebody else needs to wield Stormbreaker because it's a weapon that can be used, and they need to find somebody. And maybe the last end credit scene or something could have been him finding somebody, be like, "Hey, you're worthy." But or you know, something, something along those lines, where he rejects the idea of being a god, rejects the idea of the hammers, and decides, you know, I can. Do what I need to on Midgard to Earth. I don't need to be a god to do that. I can be a protector, and I don't need a hammer to do that because we established that in Ragnarok. That's how I would run that. But then, you know, obviously it didn't happen, and I'm not a writer. I'm not a director. I have no involvement. I'm a guy sitting in a studio talking to an, into a mic with Mike. <laughs> with uh, <laughs> so yeah, but yeah, that that's just a, a missed opportunity, I think. No, no, definitely, yeah. So yeah, I think. Apart from those, those are my negatives. <laughs> yeah, no, fair enough. So you've actually got notes. So you've got some yeah, ideas. Yeah, yeah. I'm um, really excited to hear. I these. think first of all, it's kind of like a generic thing, but um, I just really didn't like how stupid Thor was presented in this movie, mm-hmm. um, especially since Endgame. I thought, um, uh, personally, I thought he peaked um, Infinity War the right amount of humor and the right amount of seriousness. Um, he's like, I've been alive ten thousand years, uh, more than that, and I've lost this and this and this, mm. and you can see the pain and stuff in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. Um, but he was also funny with his scenes with the Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. But in this film, I just felt he was really stupid. Like, you know... Um, stupid or silly? No, it just intended like stupid. Like, uh, you know, the, the first scene especially, um, he goes and destroys that the, 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 the people's house, the, yeah. their palace. Um, then he just... Uh, I mean, he did that in Ultron and stuff, and Tony Stark comes no, no. Dark. He leaves crop circles and stuff. It feels like a reversion to the first Thor. You know in that scene where he goes to uh, Jotunheim mm. and destroys everything and almost causes a political disaster? No, no, no. But um, hear that's me, what it feels like. Hear me out. Like I thought it was gonna pay off. To be honest, uh, yeah. in regards to the whole. Um, so let me just say, he was stupid. Like uh, when he just does it in the middle of the the the, the building and then he just crashes down and thing. Mm. But to be fair, that was maybe Stormbreaker's fault, which done that. Yeah, and he crashed into the monument. Um, but I thought it was actually going to pay off with whole Gore's ideology that gods are destructive and therefore they need to be destroyed, and they're destroying every landmarks and stuff like that. Sure. And hence, I thought why Gore was taking the children is like you know he lost his child, so therefore he wants to protect all the children, like kind of like a reverse ego mm-hmm. type thing. So I thought he was taking the children. I'm going to protect these children. I'm going to kill all your gods. 
but I'm going to keep your children because you know you're all my children. Like a, like he's presenting himself as as a god or yeah yeah. So I thought that that was the reason, but no, he was just using them as bait. Yeah, which I thought was very weak. Uh, again, uh, Thor killed Zeus, and God didn't make that parallel with him, even though he didn't know about it. But I would love to see that. You know, as much as you're saying Thor, you're a hypocrite. You killed a god just like me. Okay. Um, and God the God Butcher only killed one god at the beginning of the movie. We only see that, but it's implied, and they talked about it that he killed so many gods. Show not tell. That's what I felt Ragnarok did a lot better too. Yeah. Um, especially I was looking at the credits. Uh, Ragnarok wasn't written by Waititi. It was uh, written by two other people. Waititi directed it. Waititi writ- wrote Ragnarok. Okay. Uh, wrote um Love and Thunder. Okay. So um. I- so um. Sorry. Um. Do you mind if I go back? Um. To the show not tell thing. What do you mean by that? As in like. Okay. That's- what 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 didn't work for you with this? Um. Well, what specifically? Well, no, no, because oh, you the, say, the whole notion. You say okay. the show not tell. You said um, Ragnarok did it better. If they did like a, if they did like a, a like a montage, maybe a two minutes or something, that um, Gore killing all these gods. That's telling, not showing. No, I mean like that's showing, not telling. Like uh, yeah, Gore, Gore goes to this uh, omnipresent oh, city. Oh, show and not he, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I see. What um, you mean. And as well with the whole um, monologues with Korg does at the beginning. Yeah, I understand what you said that it was presented well, from his point of view. I think. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah no, I'm no, about no. two seconds. I'm on a two second delay in my brain. That's where right. I work. Through, yeah, I think that's what was cut. Because you know, I think um, they said a lot of the stuff that was cut was Gore stuff. Yeah, and I think, and no, that is crucial. Uh, but I don't think that's. Tiger's fault. I think that's a studio. No, that is Tiger's fault. No, he said he had full creative control on the movie, no, he and does, he decided no, he does not. That's what he said in the interview, and that, that's what they're like. I would. I, he's like, I refuse to make the director's cut because this is my vision, and that's what it is. I had all those scenes, but I didn't want to include them in the movie. I bet. I bet you that's just him trying to save Marvel because he's getting fat paychecks. Well, you look at um Doctor Strange. They have no issues with time. A three-hour movie for Doctor Strange. Was it three hours? No, it, it was, was about two and a, two hours and fifty nine minutes. So I didn't. Uh, surely they could have included two minutes of that. Um, all the other MCU movies are way longer. Even you look at Ragnarok, it had two hours runtime. Taika's movies are very short. No, and, uh, but I mean, okay. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is like, I don't because we know that Marvel interferes massively with its productions. Uh, that's what happened to Ant Man. That's why that entire project. But Ant Man is different from Taika Waititi's helmed revival of the Thor franchise why would they they gave, he, they he wrote it like the other movie he didn't write yeah so okay maybe the what they shot wasn't perfect but mm. what I'm saying is that was meant to be included yeah if if he didn't think that what was shot was good enough if Marvel didn't think that what was shot was good enough then they're not going to include it I don't think it's necessarily like he didn't do it like he did but then but like you know there's meant to be the Peter Dinklage and Jeff Goldblum um moments interacting with Gore but they cut that from the movie they went and filmed it and everything apparently Doctor Strange was two hours what Doctor Strange how long two hours exactly two hours well, two hours six minutes was it actually Doctor yeah, Strange yeah remember it was, it was, madness. It, the press was that it was such a short movie at the time it was like one of the shortest Marvel movies really so yeah, when you said three hours I got really confused I'm like no it's not <laughs> two hours really they cut a lot from that movie as well oh okay look at Eternals runtime yeah, and that was and it worked for that. But okay, hold up, Eternals. Oh. I mean, like I don't. I mean, I understand. Yeah, sure, directors two and, a half. and stuff. Yeah, but surely they could have at least made it two and a half hours. Like I wouldn't have minded. Um, I get as for for the story's sake, you know. I don't think Tiger had the control over that. Okay, I don't think I. I think 
I don't think directors have the control that you think they do. The studio has the final say. So what what determines why Eternals gets two hours? And because it was a unique project. Um, it was the introduction of stuff. Mm. Um, and it was visually very... Can we just look at the Marvel movies runtimes, like all of them together? I just okay. want to compare. I, I just want to see the Phase 4 ones. Marvel movie runtime comparison. There must be like an article out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, here we Perfect, perfect. So are they around two hours? Oh, God. Okay, here we go. Um, 2006, one hour 50, 2004, one hour 50, 2004, 2030, that's the Avengers. 2020, sorry, that's the Avengers. 210 is Iron Man. Then we got 150. We'll skip to the more recent ones. Though, okay, the, let's the phase go. Phase 4 type ones. So they've only got one Phase 4 movie, and that was No Way Home. That was two in 2009, Avengers Endgame 2000. Do you think also maybe because they were filming in Australia that maybe creative licenses and stuff? Because I think, uh, look at the Dark World runtime and uh, the previous ones. The the Thor 3 and Thor, Thor 4, they have to get approval from the Australian government and stuff. I don't think that has anything to do with runtimes. Ragnarok no, like, 2.13 and then um, Dark World 2.50. One fifty, sorry. One fifty. okay. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think, I think Marvel Studios have, has, they have the same what movie is released yeah but that's fair but like you look at Taika's other movies um, he, he had short run times but they managed to do everything very well and they like had a nice little bow onto it at the end mm-hmm. like it ended really nice like yeah, I didn't have any thoughts after I watched Jojo Rabbit or anything like that mm-hmm. but with this movie specifically there was a lot of um, things missing you could really feel it yeah yeah, yeah. No, you could you could but mm-hmm. like like I say whenever stuff is missed whenever the pacing of a movie feels wrong because you know that stuff's missing yeah. I talked that up to studio because studio it's such a shame I mean like Marvel now is an established IP and they'll know we'll watch it regardless yeah. and uh, you know people stay up to the po- end of post credit scenes and stuff like that so like you know especially after the expectation of Spider-Man Far From Home one of the be- arguably the best movie of Phase 4 mm-hmm. um, they know people will watch it people love watching more but um, is it a maybe it's a finance thing or maybe it's a it's you know, definitely it's, not a money thing I mean like you compare it to like you know Avengers Endgame and then Thor, you know, it's not like a big scale with all these actors, and it's like yeah. a crucial thing. This is just a Thor four. It's like a, you know, it's not meant to be. There's not even meant to be a Thor four. Mm, you're right. This is the first fourth installment. But still, there was it's it's a two hundred fifty million dollars um, production budget. Yeah, and uh, apparently advertising's not cost, so double that for five hundred million. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you know, it would have been nice to have that parallel between Gore and Thor, and the fact that um, he wanted Stormbreaker, not Thor. Yes. And it just felt very MacGuffin-esque. Well, he wanted to kill Thor. Yeah, but he prioritized getting the the hammer. And the fact that um, when they were fighting and Thor just happened to... Thor's argu- uh, Thor just let go of his Stormbreaker and he just pulled it really hard. Like, yeah, because... Okay, so Gore is empowered by... The Necrosword. Yes. So he has probably equal... Um, strength because we saw in the first battle they were fighting hand to hand and Gore was able to hold himself but like maybe like a, you know like I would have liked to have seen um, like a Doctor Strange willingly giving up the, the time stone for the greater good type thing with Thor like he's giving away the Stormbreaker maybe because Valkyrie was injured or something and then but I think I th- again the reason why Thor is worthy is because he wouldn't do that the, no. the reason why he's worthy is because he go someone needs to die but no sure like not, not that specific scenario but yeah. maybe like him willingly giving it away not he just hand slipped and he let go like that was but very... no but that that weakens Thor's character 
But like I the think- whole reason why he killed Zeus was because he knew that without a weapon, then and if without a weapon, Gore's gonna kill. Because he didn't know. I don't think he. Okay, he did that. He only found out that um, Gore needed Stormbreak about two minutes before that. When no, Jane, when Jane, when Jane saw figured the thing, it out, just she randomly went to his camp and just yoinked it. Written there, yeah, which is kind of, like, kind of, yeah. I mean, he's still a guy that needs to plan, um, but, but like, what you know? Um, let me just formulate the sentence. Um, Thor killed Zeus. Yes. Well, he assumed he killed Zeus uh, because he knew that Zeus's life was not more important than the life of everybody, right? Him willingly giving up Stormbreaker is goes against everything, every action he's taken up until that. No, they dealt with that, especially when he's like, oh, summon the hammer, summon the hammer. Thor's like, no, I don't want to do that. Yeah. They they dealt with that, but um, just uh, the payoff of him just letting go of his grip and landing in the place. and then. Well, I don't think it's necessarily him letting go, but him being not tricked, but him being outsmarted. Yeah, because Gore, like, uh, Gore, Gore, <laughs> Gore was hiding in the shadows and they thought they made a getaway no I, I see he, he would have gotten caught off guard but like That's he, that again brings back to the maybe the Thor stupidity type thing he's like rash and uh, but that was always part of his character he's very self confident um, with yeah, himself self assured um, but I mean I, personal, personally I'm not sure if this was me thing. I wouldn't have read that as Thor being stupid I read that as Gore being Smart and just pulling out all the stuff. And then when Natalie Portman finds out, she just gets a hammer and just chucks it into hyperspace. I yes. like that. You like that? No, because it's it's what it's what um, Iron Man said. You know, if 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 they want something, why don't we just chuck this in the in the trash compactor, right? Natalie's like, uh, no, Natalie. why didn't Gore just fly and get it? He can't fly. Why didn't he just teleport and get it? Because he needs solid things to teleport out of. Okay, yeah, that brings to my next argument about travel. Travel was really stupid in this. What do you mean? Uh, the Bifrost, uh, sometimes it worked, sometimes it didn't. Uh, uh, how did Natalie Portman got there through a horse? Um, the teleporting Pegasus, you mean? And Yeah, the teleporting Pegasus. Um, it's always been able to teleport. Yeah, but like, why didn't they, you know, they could have got two teleporting Pegasus. Valkyrie had all these horses and stuff in Endgame. She had one? No, they had they had other ones. They had one? Whatever, but like they could have put the horse, uh, the Bifrost, uh, the the lightning bolt can teleport people. Now. Wait, wait, wait. It's, it's, okay, let, let, go through these things one by one. Okay, okay. So the first thing you said is sometimes the Bifrost works and sometimes it doesn't. Okay, so um, how the Bifrost can channel? She's like, you know, put it on the ship and uh, channel them, right? Yes. And then the next one when they had the Stormbreaker, and then they travel straight away to Gore's domain without any problems whatsoever. Um, take us back, and he goes back. Um, to that was with the lightning bolt. No, that was with the stormbreaker. That's how he lost the stormbreaker. Remember? Wait. No, no, no. So he summons stormbreaker back. Yeah. To take the bifrost back home. Yeah. He has to know where he's going. Yeah. He didn't know what. So is the point was. of the bifrost is they need to know where they're going. Yes. So you can't just shoot it into the middle of nowhere. That's why they had to fly to omnipotent city. Okay. That's but why then they the Thor hadn't goats. been to Wakanda before. Oh, you're right. That's what I mean. But unless it's based in familiarity, because everyone else was there. You had um, Hulk, Captain America, everyone else. And but the children were there. That's what I mean. Like, there's a lot of plot holes, and then sometimes the Bifrost is janky, and the the whole Stormbreaker suddenly becoming um, uh, jealous and stuff. Like, it didn't make any sense. That wasn't established in the previous movies. But again, I think that's because with being told it through Korg's perspective. And again, with Korg, I, I, he was just in too much of the movie. 
Like he was a good in Ragnarok because I rewatched Ragnarok as I think I told you. Yes, I, I watched yes. it again after I watched it, and that was a much more better movie because Cork was not scarcely used, but he was used effectively. Yeah, and what I feel with this movie because Taika wrote it, he had the more effective creative control, so he just chucked Cork in everywhere. And uh, you know, especially looking at the CG from Cork, I didn't notice his eyes were like blue and stuff. It was just very weird. Yeah, I can see. It. I can um, see that. And I, ju- I don't know. Like as much as I hate it, I found Korg annoying in this movie compared to Ragnarok, which I liked him a lot better. Mm. His jokes are more on the point and effective, and uh, thing. But he was just talking and talking and talking. Korg is meant to be that, um, you know, that um, the the comic relief, but in a movie with everyone with comic relief, yeah, kind of yeah. got a bit stale. No, you're right because Korg's role generally is to be sort of a naive, not necessarily a naive, but sort of a pure-hearted yeah. perspective on things to give. Thor, another perspective. You're right. He was just kind of popping jokes. That's it. Like he was there too much of the movie. I, uh, you know, maybe if he was a bit less and mm. uh, his jokes, because his jokes were funny. Like some of them. Yeah. I, um. Um. But like he was just in too much. Again, a- as well with the Natalie Portman's character, with her catchphrases were annoying. Eat my hammer no, and stuff like that. I don't know. I enjoyed that you like I found it very like uh, what I was thinking of this movie is it just a giant SNL skit no okay so with the catchphrases I think what what that arc is what it represents is uh, Jane was trying to become was trying to be Thor right essentially she's like how do I be Thor then in the end she decides I don't need to be Thor I need to be Jane which is why she says eat my hammer um, I'm not Lady Thor I'm the Mighty Thor but I think it's fine the quotes but her delivery of these lines felt very forced because they are she's never been a superhero before but that's what I mean like uh, you know, it felt very reminiscent like how Tom Holland wanted to be um, Iron Man in Spider-Man 2 um, how he was like no and Happy is like no you gotta be your own person you don't yeah. have to be the world doesn't need another Iron Man it just needs yeah. another spider it has the Spider-Man like I just felt like um, you know both Thors are both Thors funny both funny maybe she was like the straight like you know usually I hate like the whole you know the straight woman trope but I felt it would have been effective there and well, she would have been like the whole like the, the Gamora type thing like I'm surrounded by idiots and stuff like that but like I don't think that's ever really been her she's been the okay so when you look at Jane's character throughout Thor movies she's been the giddy scientist she's been the one who's excited she's been the one who's looking forward to everything. No, 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 I definitely feel that. So, th- so I think they kept in line with that character. Is she's excited to be a superhero? But Natalie Portman can be funny. Have you watched those SNL skits about Natalie raps and stuff? I, I know those I know are really good. Yeah, um, but I just felt, you know, I guess yeah, it's in line with the character. But I just, I didn't like her delivery of those hammer like, eat my hammer. But I think, but but again, like, I don't think it was trying to be cool. I don't think it was trying to be funny. I think it was trying to like say. Okay, this is her kind of accepting that instead of trying to be Thor, she's just going to be Jane. No, I understand that, but Tucker has a way of doing it, but I felt that didn't come up in that situation. Like, he can make stuff uncool cool, you know? Like, he. he like- but it's not meant to be cool at all. It's not meant to. He's not trying to make something uncool cool. He's just trying to show the character of the mighty Thor. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's like it's like he's not he's not going oh she's cool now it's going no she's kind of realized that she's not cool she was only like Thor for like a two days or three days oh no I think I think it was maybe like a week or so a she's week or, or so. something like, yeah so it's like it's like instead of it being you know she's cool now it's like oh no she's Jane okay and Jane's never been cool um one more thing about yes. yeah so on the top of your Jane I guess a cancer thing yeah um I felt it was done a lot better in Guardians of the Galaxy 
um, with P- Peter Gould's mom and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but I felt um, they should have had a scene with Star Lord talking to Jane maybe about cancer and mothers and stuff. I felt that would have been good. Um, like you know his history with uh, losing his mother to cancer and then she lost her mother to cancer and um, just having that interaction yeah. and the empathy. You know? It could have been a lot, but I mean. When when you look at how Jane's responding to the idea of cancer, she's very flippant about it. No, she's like, "Oh, it's stage four, no big deal. I'm just, I'm, I'm still fine. I want to get out and go do science stuff." Exactly. So I think, I think that might have been a bit. I don't want to say reductive, but it might have. It might have gone against what Jane was trying to do. But I felt like you know, the, just I, I felt they could have done it. I mean, there was no interactions between those two characters ever. Well, that's fine. I mean, they don't know each other, so why would they? Like, you know what I mean? Like, but it's like those, like those, um, those Clint and Black Panther interactions. You know, like, oh, what's your name? Then he says his name in Endgame, and yeah. just that payoff. And like, I feel they could have done something like that. Um, mm. just that empathy, and you know, they had these access to these characters, but they didn't utilize it. And start, and the, literally, the Guardians of the Galaxy had to go because they literally they got their own movie to be. They're in. like, oh yeah, we got our own movie. It felt very transparent that they had to go. Yeah, no, no, no. But th- but like I said, like the reason why I think that is is because the Russo brothers left Taika Waititi with a mess where he had to spend the first. They ten- left him in a mess in Ragnarok too. He had he had access to Thor and had Hulk, and they were weren't in Civil War. So what to do with them? They were such two random characters, and he had and he did it and he made it work. But then again, he didn't write it. And, yeah, no, and how no, 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 but, but what I'm saying is the Russo said, "Oh yeah, by the way, Thor's fat. Um, he's with the Guardians now." And um, that's how we're going to end his arc here. And then Tyke had to pick that up and go, what can I do with this? I have to either keep him fat or make him not fat. So I have to make a change. I have to either keep the Guardians and get rid of them. I can't keep the Guardians due to... Uh, I understand with the Guardians, but I felt like um, he had the perfect ground for like a Taika Waititi type thing. Like, you know, he deals with like, you know, the whole world of people, the protagonist. He's He dealt with like weight issues and stuff, right? Not really. He uh, again. He was kind of. No, he wasn't Deadpool, and he also dealt with weight issues. Uh. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think I don't. I don't think Tiger wanted any attention to be drawn to Fat Thor anymore because the way it was handled in Endgame was not the best. But then again, they carried over that um, kind of stupid type Thor into this movie too, which I didn't like personally. Mm, I I don't know. I didn't see him as stupid. I f- saw him as uh, stupidly naive, nonchalant, which is not good. Especially it's like, oh yes, we're gonna save these kids, uh, but we ate these kids before. Well, we don't do that anymore. That was a funny joke, but uh, you know, it wasn't the that. right thing to tell parents. Yeah, but, I mean, I think that that's the way he's always been. But his whole selfishness. He's never been like a leader. He's never been a king, and he's never been good around people. Speaking of a king, um. You know, the Valkyrie needed to do more leadership type things. Sure, she helped the kids with the training and stuff, but like it would be nice to see like her do a little speech or something. Did you not see the entire first bit of the movie? Um, the one where she's breaking bottles and opening. Where stuff. she's literally uh, in like a United Nations conference. But she didn't give a talk. But, you know, because but she was. Just, yeah, it would have nice to see it like because you know in the hall and then Thor suddenly started speaking and everyone just was quiet. Yeah, and no, then they no, listen but I mean, to him. So they, they, the, the, the society thinks Thor's more of a king than Valkyrie. No, no. That's not what it was at all. It was more... Uh, Valkyrie was dealing with it person by person by person mm. because that's what she, she was going through the people. No, I, I love Tessa Thompson's character, yeah, but, but I just like, felt she was under, underutilized in this movie. Like, oh, she got injured, and Thor, you can go alone and do it. 
you know, the the other Thor, uh, the other one's like, no, I want to get revenge and I want to come regardless of my injury. And Thor has to stop her from going. She was just like, in this movie, she's like, no, I just don't want to go here. I'm injured. Uh, Thor, you go by yourself. That felt very off character. No, I don't think so because I think Valkyrie, she knows she has a responsibility to be a king. Who else is going to do it now mm. if she doesn't do it? It's like, I don't know. I, I, I feel like I, I quite liked Valkyrie. One, her outfit was amazing, by the way. No, no, better, I, I, way better outfit than Natalie Portman. Yeah, yeah. But even then, I like Natalie Portman's outfit as well. Mm. Um, I just like the black and white. That was cool. I did as well. But yeah, no, um, I think they showed us her being a political influence on the city. And then I think we get to see, because she wanted to, she, she's a warrior at heart, you know. She's sick of being a political influence, uh, influencer, but she knows that's her job. So we got to see that dynamic at the beginning. Then we got to see her enjoy herself throughout the rest of the movie. No, like um, you watched Parks and Rec before, right? Correct. Yes. Uh, do you know the scene where um, uh, when Leslie's sick and then April takes over and tries to do council meetings and stuff? Yes. Like that? I yes. wish they could have done something like that with Valkyrie, and then she realizes herself. You know, I love battling more. I love being a king and and things like that. But um, but but I think doing that is a bit because that was conveyed already. Yeah, but that's what I mean. It's, it's it, it, again, it's like showing it, and telling it, and stuff. But um, I just felt like maybe there was a scene of her like uh, rallying her troops and uh, motivating them that we as the audience could really solidify her as a king over Thor. But I mean, I didn't even see Thor as a king. No, I know, but like just just more to do in this movie because mainly I understand it's mainly about Thor and um, uh, Jane. But um, Valkyrie was just tagging along for the ride more so, and then she gives away the thunderbolt to Thor, and Thor takes it and does it. I, hmm. I feel like you're. You're trying to have two things that exist that won't exist together and you're trying to have them both happen. Because you're like, oh, I want Valkyrie to be more of a king figure, but I also wish she did more in battle. Those two things kind of happen simultaneously. No, 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 I'm not saying that. I'm just saying, like, at the beginning, she gives a talk to a rally and, uh, yeah, Thor's like, you know, you're a good king and stuff like that. It's just, just a scene of her just doing, like, having the authoritative <laughs> force as a king, giving a speech and doing stuff. And then the movie could have gone as normal. We did see a lot of that. Yeah, but we saw it. She was just like, had a board fan. She's cutting stuff, uh, infinity cones and all that. Yeah, which is her doing her duty as a political leader. Yeah, but that's just a duty, not like embodying the spirit of it. Yeah, because she doesn't want to, but she knows she has to. That's a character. Yeah, I know, but like it was just placed on Thor and she accepted responsibility. She, was she the only one to do it? What do you mean? Like she, I mean, understand she was the only other Asgardian, but like, uh, you know, they could have had uh, someone else. To, if she didn't want the job, she didn't have to do it. But it was conveyed on her at the end of Endgame, and she, you know, took it. Yeah. No, but I mean, because she, she's the one who was who kept Asgard running when Thor was being depressed. That was all her. Like she's doing. Okay, I just thought she was better in the Endgame version of her. We barely saw her in Endgame. That's it. But I felt it was more effective there. I don't know. I think it was fine the way it was done because, again, you don't want to treat your audience like they don't know what's happening because, you know, politics now, it's not the same as it was during Viking times. Like, yeah. like right now, what being a king means isn't necessarily rallying the okay, troops. Then, right now, being a king means is being a political figure. Then what about leaving her entire country undefended? Without appointing, like, a, you know, in Frozen, how they, um, the king, they all went and they let Hans be the leader or something. Isn't that what Meek was doing? Well, they didn't say that. I they didn't say they Meek did. Didn't. No, they didn't say that. But I mean, the, the whole thing is, and what's she Meek? Said, Meek is, what is he going to do? 
I think it makes it girl, by the way. They, uh, they, they, they Whatever, but like, they didn't say like, you know, and then they had an established character that actually takes no, care but of the I mean, country. Like, what king would just ditch their country and just go and leave into a, a sentient, non-talking uh, organism? She said she was going to get back the children. That was her role. That's yeah. what she did. And then what if uh, Gore comes back and attacks the, the town while no one's there? Well, then... That's Gore a bad that. king. No. Oh, Michael. I feel, I feel, I feel like you're... I don't know. I feel like you're... Because, you know, kings went to battle constantly. Yeah, but kings also have, have an heir or like a second in command who stays back and helps... Not, uh, not, at not. least appointing someone to maybe take care of the town. You got it? No, no. Michael, look. When when you have movies, like, like we just looked at, they've got limited time to do stuff. If you had to go It's just over, using your time properly. No, no, no. And which no, no, no. If you use. had to go over every single detail to make up for the fact that logic won't fill that gap like you gotta assume she hasn't left with nobody in charge of of the uh, new Asgard there's definitely somebody in charge who's allocating yeah, but stuff but she didn't say that you don't need some, you don't need them to say that but that's, that, that's, that's world that, building no it's not it's logic it's, it's, it's assuming that your that your audience isn't dumb essentially but that's it you shouldn't have that you should be you should because audiences don't need to be told every little thing because it slows down the movie. Because this is... Okay, for example, this is one instance, right? You're like, why didn't she do this? But you've you've spoken about it several times. You're like, why didn't they show this? Why didn't they show that? Why didn't they show that? Because the audience is able to take in the information and know that it's happened. So it's like, so for example, like if, if you're sick or I'm sick, the audience is implied that Alex is sick, that's why he's away. No, I'll just make a post. That's what I mean. Like no, 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 like, like no, 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 no. Okay, um, okay. I'll I'll take it through word world building okay. then. So in D and D, right? Obviously, this comes up a lot. I have to do a lot of show not tell, tell not show. Yeah. Like I I do all of that stuff. So I'm trying to let me think of a uh, instance in in which. Okay, so um, for instance, my D and D party, they um, they're at a city. The city has a leader. Um, and then we did a one shot where it was set in the past, and I said the city's leader and I said that they have a different name right I didn't have to tell them oh by the way at this point in time there was a different uh, leader in the city because the leader that you know uh, has only been in power for X amount of time I was able to give them information through the story they were able to get that themselves right the same thing is happening here you know so we're logic- just gonna Im- imply that Meek has been in charge and well it doesn't not even Meek just somebody like Daryl Daryl, it could be. They could any- at least tell. Daryl could just said, "Daryl, take care of it when I'm gone. That's it." Yeah, no, but then one, but then half a second. But then you or other people would be like, "Oh, what's Daryl gonna do?" Oh Doesn't my gosh, Daryl is actually- a tall guy. What is why? Why would she leave that? Uh, no, you no, asked like, to Daryl. Tall, tall I, I, I trust you to do it. Yeah, no, but I, I, she could just pe- done that. People would have problems with Doesn't that. Doesn't matter, but the fact it, that that, the that king, does matter because she, that means she sees something, Daryl, and we haven't seen Daryl's progression. And then he's like, uh, you know, Daryl, I trust you to leave when we're gone. Are you sure? Are you sure about me? Are you sure about it, Valkyrie? No, no, I trust you. I trust you're the right man for the job. That's it. That's it. Yeah, you don't thirty seconds. You don't need to say that though. But that would have been a nice, heartwarming moment. Not really, because Character, it would have been nice. I don't, I don't think it would have been. It would have been like. Oh, okay. So we got to, who's gonna? Okay, Daryl's. Okay, yeah, no, cool. she makes an executive decision and says Daryl's gonna be it. And she's like, "Why me? I'm the lowliest. I don't have any powers or anything." No, Daryl, I think you're the right person for the job. That's it. And, and then, then we're no, no, no. why it's the no, right no, 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 no. The And then you know what will happen? What? Why did let a human guy when you got Asgardians? Why did let this human guy Just look to, after? Replace Daryl with an Asgardian then. Exactly, but then 
what as Guardian? Who are you going to pick? But then, I mean, she was just against with the runtime and stuff. Uh, time restriction. No, 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 stuff. Michael. Who are you going to pick to run Asgard? That's what I mean. They could have introduced a character. They introduced Scourge in Ragnarok. He was like, oh, I fought with you in the battle of whatever. Yeah, but the whole point is that nobody gives a crap about That's Scourge. what I mean. That nobody gives a crap about this person. Yeah, but then you have to establish who this person is. That, no, you don't. Yeah, no, otherwise people will get angry. Uh, I fought with you in a. Um, uh, I, I met you uh, over the last year. <laughs> I, I help fight Thanos. There, see, there you go. You see how like it there falls apart when you no, try. No, it doesn't to, fall apart. It, it does because what you've done is you've got this nameless person who nobody has any connection. That's to. That's what they did with Scourge. No, because he played a part in that story. Then on, he yeah, that's what char- I mean. They could have done that and it just left it. It's just like no, because Scourge literally he was introduced in Ragnarok and then he had a character. Fine, it could have been the Matt Damon character. <laughs> he was established in Ragnarok. There you go. It could have been the Matt Damon. <laughs> he has no relevance on the film, but he could literally like. Oh, but they showed how incompetent. What I'm saying. That's so is, funny. That could have been a jerk. Yeah, but you know this. And this, then this movie definitely needs more jerks. And doesn't matter. And that, that shows that she doesn't like being a king, and she doesn't have the right judgment or whatever. And then that could also develop. To yeah, but she, it's not like she doesn't. I think we're talking too much about this. No, no, no. This is fun. Because I got, this I got one more point. stuff to talk about. Yeah, <laughs> this one point. I need to break it down. She needs to be king. She wants to be king. It doesn't mean she has to enjoy it. Mm. And look, I'm just saying, your audience is smart enough to fill in blanks. If you took every moment with your audience to fill in the blanks for them, not only are you taking away some of the creative control from them, because your audience has imagination. Your audience has the ability to... I think there's a right way to do it. I think this is the right way. But like, notice how I didn't bring this criticism to like other type of movies, other Marvel movies you watch. You I have, you have. This, you brought this up before. Um, y- In our God, Spider-Man God. review, did I specifically I, say anything? I'm trying. I don't know. This was months ago. No, no. no but you, you have brought up where they said, "Why didn't they do X, Y, and Z?" And a lot of the time is that detail isn't important to the story, because you know nothing. Okay, that detail would have been important if something had happened at As New Asgard, right? If say Gore had uh, come Gore back, attacked the town, took the children. Exactly. If that had happened, as in no, no as in after Valkyrie had left. <laughs> now we're gonna take your elderly. <laughs> yeah, he's like your skin and bones. <laughs> no, no, no. Like no, you're right. If, if if then on New Asgard was going to be featured again in the movie, it, it only gets featured when they'd come back, right? Well, so uh, Gore only attacks the city when it's featured, folks. Yes, yes, that's how that worked. <laughs> no, 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 Mike. What I'm saying is. If something had happened in New Asgard, if the story had continued in New Asgard, which it didn't, the story moved with but the But just as a precaution. It happened, Michael. It happened. Just not on screen. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm just saying, it's like, that's what happened. Gore took our children, and as a precaution, in case it might happen again, it's not going to happen again. As we what? There's no more children left? No, they might come in to attack the, the city again. Maybe another person comes and attacks. Okay, you never so, know. I mean, again, see, so that goes against the logic of the movie already. What do you mean? Gore's a god killer. Why would he come back to Asgard? Yeah, but maybe someone else. He's you never tra- know. Just, he, just as you do know, you do know, you do know because you know who's in that city. Okay, so That's- I'm going to have a party. Uh, 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 someone attacks my house. Uh, bouncers, you can go away from my house and uh, leave it unprotected. And uh, let's just go and okay, just so take Michael, care of these things. Michael, why would Gore, the god butcher, right? Important part of the name, who is luring Thor, the god, away from Asgard but he, to kill him? Thor didn't know that it was bait. He did. No, he didn't. They, they talked. Kid, to, no, after, no, no. They told him after no, when he was on the ship. No, 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 no. To them. They knew. They knew it's bait because it, it's the kind of bait where you're like, you know, you're going into the trap, 
because there's no other solution. That's well, why he what took. If, what that's if, why he took Valkyrie. That's why he took uh, Jane. That's why he took Korg because he needed as much backup as he could. And they needed Mink to defend and hold the fort. <laughs> yeah, really caught up with this Mink thing, huh? <laughs> yes, you brought the Mink thing up. So I was like, if he's the right man, he got knives for hands. Yeah, baby. And his knives. He's a one man army. <laughs> well, I mean, there's there's guards there as well. What guards? <laughs> Yeah, they're just a, literally a civilian tourist trap. Uh, no, no, no. They're as, uh, remember they were around the um, the hammer and stuff like that. They were actually like, uh, as guardians there. Yeah, but Natalie Portman just could just walk up and have a look at it. <sighs> yeah, because it's part of the. Tr- and they didn't see her actually grabbing the hammer and pointing to the sky because no. that's not what happened. That would have been cool. Yeah, I mean it would have been, but they cut it out for some reason. Anyway, what I'm saying is that log- that piece of logic that you've tried, like what you've said, doesn't make sense logic wise, right? Gore the God Butcher is luring Thor the God okay, f- away so he could grab Stormbreaker, the thing that he needs to kill the gods. Why would he go back to Asgard? Okay, fine. In Spider-Man Far From Home, we didn't see three Spider-Men take toilet breaks before the final battle. Exactly. <laughs> is that is that is that the audience uh, thinking about it? Oh, Peter Parker was so scared um, that he went straight to the final battle. He didn't need to go to the toilet or anything. Is that what we're okay, implying? Let- the audience is smart enough to assume okay. that he went to the toilet. How about this? How about this, right? Um, so, from from when Spider-Man left the lab to when they get to the... <laughs> when they get to the New York, right? When they get to the Statue of Liberty, nobody asks, oh, we didn't see them go there. We didn't see them suit up. We didn't see them do this. Then we didn't see them do that. Because you don't need to. Okay, Batman... The audience, Dark- the audience can assume that that's Batman happened. Dark Knight Rises. How does he get from the pit to the New York City? Exactly. No, no, no. He went on this hover car. No, he no, no. Walked Michael, there really Michael, fast. You're he proving, power walked there. You're proving my point, buddy. It's just stupid. No, 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 no. No, no, you're proving my point. The audience doesn't need to know because they can fill the blanks. He's a billionaire. He could probably get a play. The audience doesn't have to explicitly see Bruce but Wayne. Did he have a phone? Michael. Did he it? call people on my... on my? Oh, did he have a microchip? Michael, it doesn't matter. He got back And the audience Are smart enough To know He found a way To get from point A To point B Without us The audience Okay so you, Seeing that happen So you come here Without a car And then Two hours later You're at home And then the audience Implies that you Caught a bus Or a caught an Uber that. Exactly <laughs> But like I don't know I just felt the, uh, the, the audience Are smart If you treat your audience A certain way Then they they will feel it if you say, "Oh, but this, this," and you make all of these um, uh, plot holes. Not even plot holes. Yeah, exactly. It slows down the movie first of all. Okay. Right, and look, it happens in every movie that we do. You don't see people go from point A to point B. You don't see this, 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 and happen because the audience can fill in that blank themselves. Yeah, whatever. I mean, that, again, that wasn't the best movie to talk about, like, in regards to plot-wise. Um, but, yeah, again, okay, the CG of the movie, uh, especially when Heindel's son comes, it was very stupid. Because he's not He's not. He's not that. proficient. Yeah. And that gives a VFX budget a lot less room to work with. Well, no, because, you know, it's his first time doing it, I think. So he just came up as a just a janky CGI thing. Literally. They could have done a whole Black Panther, like give voice thing coming from the hand and stuff like that. But that's not Heimdall. That's not what he does. Exactly. Yeah. See, see how you're providing 
No, but it was solutions, and then you go, oh, wait a second, that's not how that works. Okay, okay, fine. Uh, okay, now the big, the big, the big Oh, one. hit me with the big guns. Okay, do you think uh, the MCU Phase 4 has been a lot of bait and switch? Nope. Okay, so Thor, the movie about Thor, is actually a movie about Jane. Loki, the movies, the series is mainly about female Loki. Doctor Strange is mainly about Wanda. Incorrect. What Inc- is Doctor Strange's character development in Doctor Strange? Incorrect, incorrect, and he literally says it. As a line at the end of the movie, wow. so uh, Thor isn't about Jane. It's about Thor. It's his arc. But because from worthy to one worthy uh, to, to not feeling worthy to worthy at the end, like no, every no, other movie. No, um, it's uh, finding someone to feel shitty about. That's literally the arc that's set out for him. The arc Jane is just finding Jane didn't have to be an arc about it. Jane was just to uh, uh, to survive a cancer to become a hero and develop a catchphrase. I mean that's not the arc, but sure. And to you know to to make her how, how, no no you know you know what a bait and switch is? It's when you don't know that's going to happen. No 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 that's when that's when you you say this movie is about this character, but no, it's actually about this character. Which when was it not said it was about Thor? When did when did they when did they imply that it was not going to be about Jane? What do you mean not going to be about Jane? Had the whole character development that she was uh, sick, but then she actively no no no, no 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 in the marketing. When no, that's was, what I mean. That's called bait and switch. No, it's not. They advertise no, about Thor, but no, then they the didn't. movie happens. No, listen, listen. In the marketing, when did they say it's not going to be about Jane? No, I mean, it's not as important. Jane has such an importance in the story. Like, she progressed from feeling sickly, but taking the active participation to get the hammer and make that choice on her deathbed to wield the hammer one more time and, and, and do it for the greater good. While Thor was just like, you that's know. It's not a bait and switch, buddy. What do you mean? Okay, fine. We'll go back to Doctor Strange. Okay, Doctor Strange. Um, okay, how about this way? How about this way? Was Infinity War a bait and switch? Oh, what? With Thanos as the main character? Yep. Well, yeah. I'm talking about these phase four. Yeah, but what I'm saying, I want to use that as an example. Fine. Because, because people loved that. That yeah. it was a bait and it was a bait and switch because you had a antagonist as a protagonist. So a protagonist, but he but, was you know, he was a big picture in the background. You see, you see how a lot of the stuff that you've talked about is on the basis of gender. What you did? Um, oh, Thor's about Lady Thor. Loki's about Lady Loki, which it wasn't, and the Doctor Strange's about Wanda. It's it's uh, your like all those criticisms. It was just a just a general thing. No, 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 no. I know. Yeah, but yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is. The criticisms that you're applying to those movies, mm. they're the exact same thing that Infinity War has done. With a male. Yeah. <laughs> no, nah, nah, that's what I mean. That, that was just a coincidence. I didn't, I didn't even realize that it was about gender at all. I'm just yeah, saying, of course you didn't realize because it's not something that you actively think But then about. again, like, you know, in the marketing for Doctor Strange, we assume Scarlet Witch was the, pro, uh, you know, the, the, the secondary protagonist and they're helping fight someone which we don't know about. Incorrect. She was definitely posed as the villain. Not even not in advertising. Yes. What do you mean? Constantly. Okay, let's watch the talk, let's watch the Thor trailer. Actually, no, no, no. Let's let's cut some music. Right. Oh, yeah, let's cut I'm going to show you. I'm going to show you what, exactly what I mean when I say that she was definitely uh, posed as the villain. Uh, what song should I play, Michael? Um, <laughs> I was going to say no. Don't play Sweet Child of Mine again. I mean, uh, what, what have we got? We, we got a whole bunch of songs. Um, Dreams. Twenty. Uh, Sweetwood Mac. Which one's uh Dreams two thousand four yes. remastered. Okay, no worries. Alright. It's not there. Uh close your eyes and pick a song and drag it. I've already got it, it's up. We're oh, good. Alright, we'll be back after this after I show Michael that Wanda was the villain. More music. Better mental health. Only on IPL radio.
That's why I think Gore is the sexiest person. Oh, God, we're on. Um, anyway, during the break, uh, I showed Michael the Doctor Strange. Well, what are your thoughts now on that trailer? How do you think it presented Wanda? Yeah, as a bad, bad, bad mommy. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting to go there. But I agree. <laughs> oh, did I tell you? I bought, a, I bought like, a red, like, like what's it called? Those leather denim jacket okay it looked very cool i was like oh that's literally like the the wonder coat but the, it was like a leather one yeah i'll show you like this one i bought this one it's that that's a blank screen this one oh because like, it reminded me of that yeah. i was like yeah it's cool i'm gonna get the masculine version of that. oh nice nice um so yeah what do we want to finish off on before because i think we want to we want to jump into our next topic um, the last topic of the night no, I'm happy to go on to the next one. <laughs> Easy. Yeah, we did have a big discussion about Thor just then, but um, I think, uh, you know, what the point of the verdict is, you know, we have differing opinions. Which is great. On pretty much every movie, we've had uh, almost polar opposite. I think the only thing we agreed on recently was Stormbreaker was the best <laughs> weapon. <laughs> and yeah. that was very true. Every other opinion we've had has been opposite. Like, Batman I loved. You didn't like it as much. Mm. Uh, I think we both like Spider-Man. Yeah, we both like Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, with Doctor Strange... Uh, I didn't like it as much. I liked it, yeah. You liked it? Yeah, I thought it was okay. I mean... Uh, He's wrong. So, <laughs> yeah, anyway, we all we appreciate everybody's uh, opinions here, except mine's. <laughs> um, <laughs> but actually, you know, it's been a big week for Marvel, obviously. We've wrapped up probably one of the biggest, I think, most anticipated TV shows of the year. Apart from Moon Knight, obviously. Uh, Miss Marvel wrapped up. Yeah. You've watched it all. Watched I've watched it all. all. Give us um, your thoughts in two sentences. I thought um, she was a great lead. She's a really charismatic actress, and uh, she's really—you can tell that she's really passionate about the character. Mm-hmm. And um, it just really conveyed on the screen. Yeah, I enjoyed the last episode. I enjoyed the series as Are a whole. Are we agreeing on something? That's crazy. <laughs> this is the verdict first. <laughs> no, um, no, I really enjoyed the series because it felt the most real thing Marvel has ever done. Right? It felt like the most. Everything, everything in Marvel feels like it's happening on a screen in a la- land far away that just happens to look Not like. Not the Earth. Spider-Man films, or um, nope. the first one. Spider-Man films a little bit do because everything is um, uh, heightened. The, the first one, yes, it's very low stakes. Low stakes, but it didn't feel like it belonged to us. It felt like it was only a- him going to high school and uh, dealing with problems and uh, dealing with a local yeah, villain who was just transferring uh, goods to Tony Stark. Uh, everything was a bit cartoonish. If that makes oh, sense. Oh no, cartoonish. But yeah, sure. in this, in this, the reason why I say it feels real is because the locations feel real, even though Chang uh, Chi, the beginning of it. The one where he's interacting with the girl they're singing Hotel California and stuff. No, no, no. Actually, you're right. You're right. Mm. That You're right. Shang-Chi, apart from obviously all the magical stuff, that did feel quite down-to-earth, yeah. grounded. Even yeah. arguably, you'd say, minus the hammer stuff, the Thorn Jane montage. Yes. Mm, that felt a bit out of place, though, because we, we've never seen... Hotel crammed in, yeah. We've nev- well, not even that. It wasn't... Yeah. It we've wasn't. never seen an Earth Thor. We've seen Thor as Thor. We've never seen him as a person. Yeah. So that felt a bit weird for me, uh, but I enjoyed it either way. Mm. Um, anyway, but yeah, the, the reason why the reason why I see Ant Man movies as well. No, they uh, the, the Scott Lang dealing with his family and the Baskin Robbins and all it's, that. It's it's not about what happens; it's about how it happens. So the reason why I so it the, so yeah, 
The reason why I say it about this is because the stuff that takes place is stuff that I've experienced that I've seen. How Kamala interacts with her family, how her family interacts. Do you think it's coming here from a brown brown perspective? perspective? No, one hundred percent, it definitely is. Um, you know the way uh, Pakistan was represented, right? A lot of like these things, it felt true, and it didn't feel like it was taken away and represented through the lens of Marvel. It felt mm-hmm. like Marvel placed a situation within the thing. And one of the other things, so I th- cultural integration. Yes, one of the other things that I think was really important was all the subtle details, like the really subtle things. With you know how the f- the woman who was part of the Department of Damage Control, mm. how all of her microaggressions. Have you come across? Yeah, that time yeah. The the yeah. one she's like uh, some. She, I felt she made like a racist comment in the temple. I forgot. No, no. She's made. She made several, and she was disrespectful. But like it was so so subtle, like yeah. If somebody who had no understanding of Islam or no understanding of brown people would have watched that, they would have been like, "Oh, she's just a cop." And then the guy in the was like, "No, we have cookies on Tuesday or something." Yeah, no, but like the way she comes into the mosque, she doesn't take off her shoes first. Of all. Oh yeah, she comes in again, never takes off her shoes. And when it was when Zoe was being interrogated about the first thing in the first episode, and uh, and he goes, "Oh, what uh, what race was?" Uh, was she was she Caucasian? It's like no. Oh, what what, what was she? Was she uh, Af- uh, uh, was she African American? Was she a- Asian? Was she South Asian? And then it's like yeah. And then it's like then the woman said, "All right, we need to search every community center, mosque, and everything." That was a microaggression because she's like, "All right, brown people, let, let, let's hunt them down." And then it's like, and then I think you turned back and said, "We're already observing all those things because that's a reality in America." Mm-hmm. And then also yeah. You know, um, them having a protocol for when these people come in because they know they're being looked at, that they have to act a certain way. It's like, you know, when a, you know, if a black person pulled over by the police, they know they have to act a certain way because yeah. there's a reality to that situation. Like, all these very subtle things that, you know, Marvel have in the past not touched on because they, you know, it's a two hour movie. You can only fit so much into that. They've been able to fit into this. And even at the end, when the last episode where she goes, this is what happens when. People like them get powers. And it's like, what do you mean people like them? She's like, uh, kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that was the moment. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, you could tell what she meant, right? You can tell exactly what she meant. And then at the end, where they're firing on kids in a school. Yeah. And most of them are brown. You know what I mean? It's such like, like this is like, not necessarily reality, but this is the reality of the situation, if that makes sense. You know no, what I mean? No, definitely. Like, kids are getting shot at school by the police. They're getting shot by other kids. But that's different. But the relationship that's there, they've just moved that over into the situation. Yeah, no. And I think it was done very well. No, no, I agree. Like, especially on on a positive note, <laughs> um, I thought they had a lot of great characters in Captain Marvel. Her parents are really good. In Miss Marvel? Uh, Miss Marvel, sorry. Yes. Um, I love the mom. The mom was really cool. Yes. Good character. Uh, especially, and the, the, the mosque, um, the leader guy? Yeah, 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 yeah. He yeah. was really like a supporting rock type thing. Like, yeah. Yeah, even with her, her father was really understanding and relatable. But that's that's the, that's the thing. That's the beauty of it because you know he's a religious figure. He is the the headstone of this community. But he and wasn't he, presented as like a I'm looking down on everyone. I'm the leader. I'm the boss. And but that's what but that's what religion really is. Like when you look at like some of the positive, um, the positive uh, views on religion in media, they're often the caring 
people they're the people who open up their doors to anybody mm. if you look at another Marvel TV show Daredevil the Catholic yeah, priest the priests, in there yeah. because you know Catholicism is such a big part of um, this character of, of Matt's story yeah that guy he informs so many of Matt's decisions throughout that it's the same thing here you know these religious figures they mean something to a lot of people regardless of your own religious views it doesn't really matter what you think religiously because other people think a certain way religiously and when they come together you know that's what this person represents to this entire oh, yeah. community nice. and it's it's really it's nice to see you know what I mean yeah. um, we see a mosque in not necessarily a um, negative portrayal and a, yeah. and a very o- uh, almost like a a propaganda like an otherworldly um, yes. type environment yes you're right it felt so natural mm-hmm. and integrated well mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. the the mm-hmm. thing which is unnatural was like the, the people coming in with the shoes and they're yeah. they're the, 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 the perpetrators the, you're right god you've hit the nail on the head because it's well, like are we agreeing on something again this is crazy <laughs> no you're right the people that came in were the ones that didn't fit yeah. The people that came in are the ones who are the outliers in the story. It's like, you no, know, you compare it to, again, Doctor Strange, how they go into a foreign world and seeing where red means go and all that. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, you know, this is the opposite. You yeah. Know, they're coming in disrupting the environment. And I think what what they did really good with this, obviously because, you know, the people that are making this stuff, they're they're from the culture, they're brown, mm. blah, blah. But they, may, they didn't trivialize stuff. You know, often in a lot of, a lot of times when you see, like, like, Shang-Chi did it as well. They did it really well where they had, you know, Shang-Chi goes to uh, Aquafina's characters at Katie's house and the grandma is just speaking Chinese casually. People are speaking Chinese casually. They're eating Chinese oh, in, food um, in Spider-Man, in Spider-Man with Ned's grandma. Yes. Like, when you don't trivialize it and, and like, you know... Like, not, directly panda. Like, that's what I mean. That's representation done right. No, no, not as... Uh, not necessarily panda what I mean is like you spotlight things yeah if that makes sense when you spotlight something and go hey look at that that's different right but when you just have it as part of the setting as part of the environment as part of the character oh it's, it was so good yeah no that's it I'm I think my um, I guess my main one complaint maybe of Miss Marvel the first yeah. episode was fantastic with the whole editing and stuff they didn't carry it on towards more of the future episodes they only did it in the last episode you're right you're right with the sort of like with the whole um, uh, the, the neon dreamy, and the, the yeah. dream and then uh, there's especially the scene when they're walking in and the, on the wall and the picture's moving yeah I mean they, they they carried it forward in the text sometimes like you you can see the text appearing on on the windows and the stuff but it yeah. was very infrequent you're right but then in the last episode they really sort of brought it back when they were doing the planning on the white, on the chalkboard that's when they brought that yeah, back yeah no they did yeah yeah they did but which is cool I, I, Scott Pilgrim was a big inspiration for them yeah Um. but yeah and also it's funny how she had like three boys pining for her <laughs> yeah. that was hilarious yeah I feel sorry for the um the other guy the um what's a friend uh Bruno Bruno yeah yeah we don't talk about him so. yeah we don't talk about him no, okay another thing with the actress herself of course she's like she's a beautiful young woman but she's not the classic beauty that we see that's what we were saying like especially in Kanto as well like how they had the dark skinned uh, girl mm-hmm. as the more yeah. yeah she's a brown girl she isn't like supermodel thin no she doesn't have a symmetrical face. But still, she's like... Her personality just shines through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, I mean, she's not, like, ugly. It's not like she, they went, oh, look at this ugly mm. chick. No, no, no. She's just human. Yeah. And it's beautiful, and, and I love it. And which just resonated with the characters, I, I love say. It. So, this brings me to my next question, all right? We've seen a lot of TV shows come out from Marvel. We've obviously... We've got one more left this year, which is the She-Hulk one, which... I'm not looking forward to that. 
it's not, yeah, like, I'm looking forward to it because it's a Marvel thing, but I'm not looking, it's not like I'm hyped for it. If it came out, yeah. I'm indifferent. You know what I mean? Like, it could come out and I'm like, I'm like, I won't be staying up every night to watch it. I think that leads to, our, I guess, our next discussion about how maybe disposable these type of Marvel, these new Marvel Disney Plus shows are yeah. in comparison to the Netflix Marvel. Because um, they had actual stakes. I mean, like, as much as good as Miss Marvel is, we know that's a setup towards the Marvels. Mm. We know she's not going to die. We know it's going to be good. But with the with the Daredevil shows and stuff, I didn't feel that. Sometimes, I, you know, I feared for the main character's life. I didn't know if he was going to die or not. Yeah, I mean, with those shows, because they weren't tied to anything else. They ex- no, that's it. Even though they were set in the Marvel Universe because they referenced the 2012 attack, um, they weren't tied to any anything else. So that they could go as slow as they needed to, mm. which is why... Which with- lent itself to the shows like daredevil and jessica jones because it was really uh uh an investigation yeah right you had uh lawyers who need to investigate you had a reporter who needed to investigate jessica jones you had a private eye who needed to investigate it was a slow burn mystery Mm. which really lent itself the one it didn't lend itself was with luke cage and iron fist i enjoyed luke cage but i feel like they took the formula and brought it over, and it just didn't gel as well. In Iron Fist? In Luke Cage. Oh, Luke Cage. Culturally, that movie did something. Luke uh, Cage was great. That, I, I like that. That show did something. But I think the formula for how they went about it was a bit... I think they could have done it better. You know, no, Instead of sticking to the Netflix Marvel formula, they should have made Luke Cage's own thing. Same with Iron Fist. If Iron Fist fell flat massively. And Defenders also fell short. But then they picked him up and he was a better character in Luke Cage Season 2 and he came up as a cameo. Yes, and he also appeared in... Um, I mean, obviously he appeared in the second season. His mm. second season was much better than his first, but still it kind of felt a bit weak. Um, No, I was going to say as well, like these Disney plus Marvel shows, I just can't... You know, as much as I'm invested during its run, I can't see myself to rewatch them. Like, I can rewatch The Boys... I don't know why. Like, yeah. I can rewatch the boys. I can rewatch, I guess, Daredevil and stuff. But I can never have the motivation to rewatch any of these Marvel shows. Like, you know, the Falcon and the Soldier. He's killing this person with the Captain America shield. That was all hype for the next episode. And with Loki and all the variants, and yeah. they had such great points. But I just felt the ending was just lackbuster. No, you're a hundred percent right. Now that I've thought about it, it just feels like I have not rewatched a single Phase Four property like even, apart from Eternals. Even as much as we're saying Moon Knight, you know that was such a great show and stuff, but I haven't rewatched it. It just feels like a you know like you go to a shop and you just buy those um cheap ice cream, and it's just disposable. It's delicious, but then that's it. You can't go back to it. You know why? Because unlike the Netflix shows, where each episode is a self-contained story almost. You know, you, you can watch an episode and be like, I feel fulfilled. Each episode of the Marvel show is building towards the last episode. It's all build up. Yeah. It's all built. I, yeah, you're right. And I'm not sure if this is because this is pandemic times. Mm. You know, we've, a lot of stuff has changed with how we interact with media in the pandemic. And I think it has some effect to how we um, are engaging with it. But like also... I yeah no you're right it's 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 very disposable yeah yeah which is really unfortunate you know they have the equivalent budget of a movie you're right but they spread it out like I would want to watch Miss Marvel again but I won't care yeah <laughs> which is kind of sad that we we're talking about how it's excellent representation yeah and Moon Knight was such a fantastic and even show. though even regardless of that how self-contained it was 
Yeah. In comparison to, you know, Miss Marvel's dealing with Marvels. We don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know if he's coming in a movie or anything. Yeah. But even regardless of that fact, I can't rewatch it. You know? And you know why also? It's trailers. Do you think? Yeah. So think about TV shows. When was the last time you saw a trailer for a TV show? When was the last time you saw three separate trailers for one TV show? The Boys. It was everywhere. Season three advertising. There was on- one trailer. Oh, there was two, I'm pretty sure. There was a one, the, the teaser trailer and then the trailer. Yeah, but with these shows, we're getting three trailers. On TV f- spots and stuff? Yes. So what happens is we are over... We stuff. see exactly what they want us to see. We see what we want out of the show. And then that show will keep that from us until the end. But I think it's also a question of quality too. Um, with The Boys Season 3, it was excellent. I'm, I could probably rewatch it again tomorrow. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, not so with Captain Marvel. No, what's Captain Marvel got to do I'm with not it? Captain Marvel. Miss Marvel. Mrs. Marvel. Yeah. Um, but speaking of uh, Miss Marvel, we didn't talk about that post-credit... Uh, oh, the mutant reveal. Yes. Which a lot of people are up in arms about. I don't care. I thought I cool. like it. But the reason why, I think... Also, I looked into it, and apparently the original creator, or one of the first writers on the original book, wanted Miss Marvel to be a mutant. But then uh, this, the comic book studio pushed them to make her uh. an inhuman. So uh, Kevin Feige literally went and spoke to this, uh, these people because they were adapting their story and they had the conversation. He went, perfect. She's a mutant. Um, yeah, before we talk more about mutants, just one more complaint. I hated the powers. looked very janky. The CG looked very yeah. amateur, amateur and uh, especially her and uh, um, her friend who was a pseudo-villain for this episode. Mm. It was just very... Um, reminded me of like the, the whole PS, PS2 graphics, uh, uh, infamous cutscenes. No, yeah, you're right. There was a bit of jank with it. Too. Just like the crystallized, and it was just very fake, I mean, and, and people are over-exaggerated reactions to it. I yeah. liked Kamran's one. because The green ones? Y- no, 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 because Kamala's were purely defensive, mm. but Kamran's ones were, like, destroying things. I quite like that little... I still think they need to a bit refine Miss um, Marvel's powers, how they look. I think they will do in the future, but obviously, because this is a TV show... They need to. I thought um, Carol Danvers' costume was really good, though. I liked it. Yeah, but you know, I think I think um, you know they've got six episodes. Was it six or eight? Uh, six. I think it's six. Six episodes of CG that they had to put forward, and it's like it's tough. You but know? again, they're sp- they, and, and they're also spreading the what two hundred million yeah, or whatever across across six things, which are forty five minutes each. So that's like an hour and a half times. Three. But then again, like um. A lot of other stuff done way better with less. Take the Batman. That had a lot of uh, lower production budget, but that's a movie. Yeah, but there's no CGI in that. It's all like uh, effects I think it's the director's vision, I would say. Yeah. But no, it's just you're trying to do a lot more with less. <laughs> Waiting for the Tarantino Marvel movie. Oh, okay, it's fine. Just... If Tarantino could direct a Marvel movie, who do you, what character do you think would be suitable? I think it should be like a street-level person. Like okay. the Punisher. Punisher would be perfect Punisher, okay. for Tarantino. Like Kill Bill and stuff. Yeah, with the way that it's so explosive in his action, either the Punisher or someone. Is who... any foot team superheroes? No, you know who would who it should be, Deadpool. Deadpool would just roast Tarantino the whole movie. Exactly, Tarantino can take off some of the weight of himself in that movie because he can make fun of himself. Then also take off the f- the socks. The <laughs> yeah, it's just no, no. Like... There's, there's a joke there because Rob Liefeld can't draw feet. Okay. So, and he's the one who made Dead 
did so many Deadpool comics. And Deadpool's like, damn, Tarantino, you're making me take off my shoes again. <laughs> yeah, take yeah, it in, I wouldn't you, have sick, to sh- you sick. Like, <laughs> I thought I wouldn't have to show my feet since Liefeld uh, drew me, but Tarantino's out here. Here. And it's stuff like that. That would be funny as hell. Yeah. And because, you know, Tarantino's got really explosive action, which is over the top, which would fit for Deadpool massively. Even with Edgar Wright. Like, I, uh, such a shame Ant-Man I, wasn't directed You're right I th- But I think Edgar Wright Could probably take another property A smaller hero And make it but I think that interesting A smaller hero <laughs> <laughs> Pun um, But I think his relationship Soured with Marvel But you never know James Who Gunn knows? got back Yeah But that was I think that was a PR stunt Yeah Genuinely um, But he got into DC and Marvel Yeah Okay I'm trying to think I'm trying to think Who could Edgar Wright do Who isn't Ant-Man Because I don't think Deadpool would work Blade would be sick Maybe with the whole old old school samurai esque uh, cuts and, uh, and you just see the shink, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, kind of the jump cuts like there. the whole the Scott Pilgrim like shink and then mirror mirror match and then sword and cuts yeah and I'm trying to think so I'm, I'm using Baby Driver no more like no no more it's Namor, just a bit no, serious no no I don't think so I think it'll be uh I think it'll be more of a tech based hero um I'm thinking like if Iron like I think Ironheart's getting a TV show next year, I think, or this okay. year. Riri Williams. Yes, she's appearing in Wakanda Forever first. Oh, that'll be cool. Yeah. Um, oh, that's coming out this year. Oh my god! Yeah, it is. You're right. We haven't. We don't know anything about it. We, well, we know Namor's going to be in it. Yeah. Do you see the character design? Yeah. It looks weird. No, because instead of it being based in Greek Atlantean, based in Wakanda. It's, no, it's based in uh, South America. Okay. So it's a South American. Uh, little like Mesopotamia not Mesopotamia like a Machu Picchu kind of like situation where that's become Atlantis instead of like a Greek thing which is better it's better especially because Aquaman exists so they, they want to make it it's purely it's our own thing and I quite like it because what do you mean they're not going to call Dwayne The Rock Johnson to play like when I went to the theater they had literally two trailers for two Dwayne The Rock Johnson yeah, movies yeah Super Pets Super and Pets Black and, Adam and, yeah. and then Dwayne The Rock was in Thor man yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I saw that. But that man has incredible work ethic. But you know, people. Are I'm just drawn sick to of him. him. I'm sick of him. I want him out of movies. Yeah, yeah. He's just people just go to cinema just to watch because he's in it. Yeah, okay, and it's so all a production company, Seven Bucks Production. Um, they just make movies. You know, mm. where the highest rated Netflix movie is that quantity or is that the actors in it? Exactly, exactly. Okay, I'm t- trying to think back to Edgar Wright. Yeah. Trying to think of some future heroes. Edgar left. <laughs> Well, he left the MCU. You know, it would be a really interesting one. Like, if he did like a Young Avengers property, mm. I think that could work because his kind of style would lend itself to like the, not the childlike, but like the, the more like pop arty kind of Young Avengers. Honestly, do you reckon got Guardians of the Galaxy? With the maybe actually, the, maybe, maybe because number four. I think he'd do a really, really good with an ensemble cast because he'd be able to sort of do different things. With them. <laughs> the Eternals directed by Edgar Wright. Yeah. <laughs> No. Okay, so okay. that would be sick though the, the the Macari running and then the flash cuts and I don't think so because I mean yeah the tone of it yeah sure they they're very like almost biblical in a sense yeah. and like godlike so I yeah, feel I like think Kenneth Br- Kenneth Branagh would have done great with the tunnels maybe actually yeah. maybe um so okay so rank the MCU TV shows Oof, okay let me get out all the names first so. uh Wonder Vision's uh. I mean, not you saying I have to physically see it so I can make it. One division. Uh, no, okay. Let I'll pull it up. So, um, uh, Disney plus Marvel shows. Uh, this is only Disney plus. 
Yes, so um, I believe you got them here. Okay, my opinion will probably change tomorrow, but I'll just say my today's current opinion. Uh, okay. Uh, are we talking about the series as a whole? Is this ending product and how it finished well? Or uh, the series personal, as a whole? My own personal enjoyment with it. Either or, whatever you think represents the quality better. Mm. So it's one, two, three, four. So up to what if plus Cat's America Winter Soldier. That's missing from this. Okay, I would say um, at the moment it would be. Uh, um, Sorry, I'll go back. Uh, Miss Marvel and Moon Knight is kind of a tie with me at the moment. Mm -hmm. Yep. I don't know if we can do ties. Can we do ties? It's your list, buddy. I'm just saying, if we want a definitive one, two, whatever. It's your list. Okay, Moon Knight. Okay, that, those two. Uh, then I would say. It would be um, Loki, then it would be What If, uh, One Division, and then Hawkeye. What about Captain America? Winter Soldier. No, Winter Soldier. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Okay, that would be. Because what was that? So it was Moon Knight and Miss Marvel. Then it was. What did I say? I think I said it was uh, One Division next. And What If? Yeah, I One Division. Wonder Vision, What If, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and then Hawk. No, 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 they say Loki. Oh, man, so you, much. You stuff. put Loki up there, I think, after. I think Loki is about third. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Okay, and then, yeah, Falcon and Winter Soldier about second last. Okay, so my ruling is Miss Marvel, mm. Moon Knight. So you thought it was better than Moon Knight overall? <sighs> yeah, because I think the connection to it felt better, and some of the Moon Knight stuff. But the acting was way better. I mean, like, I mean, yeah, Oscar but Isaac's but I, I think there were some things in Moon Knight that kind of fell a bit, not necessarily flat. But but but, but it had a better finale. It had a better finale. Hippopotamus. <laughs> Hippopotamus. Where's the hippopotamuses in Miss Marvel? I don't know. <laughs> okay, so Miss Marvel, Moon Knight. Yep. And then I'm gonna go. Uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. Wonder Vision. Hawkeye. What if Loki? Yeah, I, I think what's carrying Hawkeye for me was the banter between um, Kate Bishop and. Uh, um, I think Haley Steinfeld did a wonderful job in that. I but thought she was carrying the, fact, the show on her back. The fact is, the reason why I put it a bit further down is I forgot that show existed until I looked at the list. Do you think that's another? That's not another bait and switch. I know you can say the whole female thing, but it's mainly about her than Hawkeye. She is Hawkeye. That's what I mean. But that's just. Passing the mantle, but when when we see him Hawkeye, we think Jeremy Renner. Mm. Okay, a bait and switch requires you to be baited. Yeah, by baited as this guy's going to be the main character, but no, this guy's actually the main character. What part of what part of that was baited? That this is a show about Hawkeye on Disney Plus, and he's the main character. Okay, Michael. All right. What I bet you, the first trailer for Hawkeye. Shows Haley. I'm not talking about trailer. I'm just talking about no, 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 as, no, no, a, no. as a premise of the show. You know, you know, you know what shows the premise of the show? What the trailer? Yeah. Okay. the The, the title of the show doesn't mean anything. It though. can be called the Hawkeyes. No, because that's bad. <laughs> the Marvels. Yeah, but that's good. Because <laughs> also, uh, really quick before okay. we before we got to music, I really like how they did. We're going back to music already. Yeah, I want to say thirty, buddy. Oh. Um, I really like how they got Miss Marvel's name. Instead of her being, oh, I love Captain Marvel so much, I want to be her, right? It was your name, Kamala. Kamal literally means Marvel. And I'm like... No, that's good. Yes! And she was saying uh, she was laughing so much during that scene, um, but she conveyed it really authentically, and it didn't feel corny, unlike how Jane 
makes her catchphrases. That's meant to feel corny, buddy. <laughs> That's the whole point of that scene. What do you mean we're some kind of Marvels? <laughs> <laughs> what are we, some kind of Marvel squad? <laughs> okay, no. Um, yeah. We so, talked about the Suicide Squad, right? We have, we have. Did we do a whole episode on it? I We did. Okay. I don't think you liked it as much as I did. I, I loved, loved it. it. <gasps> I loved we the agreed Suicide it. No, Squad. No, we, we must have also agreed it. There was something else that we disagreed on, I think. But um, anyway... Yeah, for something to be a bait and switch, it requires it to treat like you know, uh, production says one thing, then the TV show says another thing, mm. right? Not pre-production, uh, production, um, advertisement, right? That's what a bait and switch is. If if the like say the Thor trailer shows Jane in the teaser trailer, Jane was shown. Yeah, no, she was shown. Yeah, so but, like we knew it was going to be about story. her. I mean, we we sh- we, we, we assumed Thor was the main character who has the main character development. Don't say we. You, my, my, whatever I, <laughs> yeah, it was me. <laughs> it was me you. who assumed that. <laughs> but I mean, I don't think a lot of people would have assumed that if Jane is getting the same powers as Thor, that she's going to be a side character. No, like a uh, a secondary um, protagonist, which she was. She but was. it's called then it would be called Jane Love and Thunder. No, because she's a secondary protagonist. Or Wonder Multiverse of Madness, because she's a she's the villain. But Doctor Strange wasn't Sorcerer Supreme in his own movie. Yeah, that's his own fault, buddy. And he didn't become it at the end, too. Of course not. Why so would he? So what is the position at the be? Okay, at Doctor Strange. At the beginning of the movie and the end of the movie, how different is he? He's not. That's why he's a bad movie, Michael. That's what I mean. Okay, that's Thor got nothing at the beginning. That's got nothing to do with Wonder being in the movie. That's got everything to do with how they did the movie. And Thor at the beginning and Thor at the end. Oh, he's a, he's a, he's a father. He's a complete man. He's a whole man. He was broken at the beginning. Now he's complete. Because he found someone else to fill his hole again. Yes. Like like how he did with Loki, and how Loki yes. died, and and how he realized he's he found, wasn't king. He's found someone to love and someone to challenge so him. So he loved his people at the end of Ragnarok, and he re- he accepted he was king at the end of Ragnarok. No, he didn't. He, he did, didn't he? No, no, no. He kind of championed the 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 the, the, the protection. He didn't say he was king. He I thought was, he said he and he sits in the big chair and he's like, "Where to next, Meek?" Oh, well, Meek's dead. <laughs> no, I I don't think he he said it was. I think he wanted to be king, but then I think what happened is everything went yeah to shit essentially. Man, I, like even saying it, I think there's more maybe because the movie's fresh, but I can quote Korg from Ragnarok more. Yeah, that shows that his that's because I think the memes were very popular after yeah, Ragnarok. More like a freaky circle. <laughs> <laughs> Piss off, ghost. <laughs> yeah, he was. I don't know. I watched Ragnarok again, and that still holds up. Like yeah. the Jeff Goldblum stuff was so funny. Yeah. No, but yeah, like I said, with the bait and switch, you have to be baited. You can't just be like, oh, this show, which has one character, also has another character, I've been baited. No. Like, Thor presented itself as a movie about Thor and Jane. Mm. It's called Love and Thunder. You assume it's a love story, and it was presented as such. Right? So, the idea of Jane being a secondary protagonist, it didn't take any. But I'm just talking about. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like. As significant and that she, you know, people. Do you think? Would you have thought that Jane would have lived on? Do you think she would have died? Did you? Assume I assumed she, she was going to die. You assumed she wasn't going to be kept on as a, like a you know future taking the mantle of Thor. No, because um, I like that though. Um, I prefer that it happened this way. Yeah. Well, the thing is, um, Mighty Thor in the comics, you didn't stay Mighty Thor for long. I think mm. this because the same stuff happens. Um. But yeah, Thor generally doesn't have a mantle to, to take over. The reason why Jane became Mighty Thor is because Thor became unworthy. He called her Thor. 
But if his name is Thor and Thor is a title, what's his actual name? No, his name's Thor. It's just, um, it's like, you you know, okay, imagine this way. You work in an office. A guy named Mikey leaves, right? And then someone else comes in, fills the role. Ah, this is the new Mikey. You know what I mean? The 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 new Mikey actually has a name. Yes. But they'd be like, hey, look, it's the new Mikey. That's the thing. That's why she oh. says, I am the mighty Thor. She gives herself a different title. She's got the exact same powers as him. But at the end, she says, no, or I'm Jane Foster or the mighty Jane. No, no, no. She says... The mighty beans. That's exact. No. She, what was it? She said, oh, and it's not Lady Thor. It's mighty Thor. And if you can't pronounce that, it's Dr. Jane Foster. Oh, and what do you mean? I'm taking on a man's mantle and that I have to take up his name to be irrelevant? What? <laughs> I, have to take, I have to take a man's name to... Uh, to have relevance in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I have to take Thor's name. Why well, can't I, mean, I have my own name? She does. The Mighty Thor. But Thor. Well, yeah, again, Thor's the title. Well, it's whoever wields this power shall Kill possess the, the power, power of Thor. Thor. Yeah. So why she has the like power of Thor. Thor's like to the hammer. I really care about you, Tony, and I hope <laughs> I will impart my will onto you. <laughs> no, I mean, I I feel like you know that. I know you don't like that scene. No, I, I just like Captain America earned that hammer, and Jane just got given it. Incorrect and incorrect. <laughs> Sorry, there's a, there's a bug. <laughs> no, uh, Captain America didn't earn anything. <laughs> what do you mean? He didn't earn it. What did he do he, to earn it? His his character before the serum that he was a uh, good inherently, and he, he just so why did he pick it up in Age of Ultron? Because he 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 had the darkness in his heart about lying with uh, Bucky and uh, Tony Stark's parents. That was a theory. That's what they said. That's a theory. It's not canon. But that's what they said. Okay, so how did he earn worthiness? Well, then he became pure in his intentions, and he just wanted. And he he was his own man, standing up to Thanos' whole army, and he wanted to do it. He didn't know that there was backup coming. Cool. So, what does that have to do with Jane? Because Thor's like Jane, uh, Hammer. I want you to protect Jane, and I want you to impart my will, so one day she'll have the hammer. That's not, that's not what he said. I mean, like something like that. He see, he not, 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 not someday that you have the hammer I He just basically he, he, he loved Jane so much That he was talking to Mjolnir About Jane And basically said Oh Mjolnir Whatever you do protect Jane And then because he's got the power of the Allfather now Right essentially uh, it's, it's the magic that Asgardians use It's what Heimdall used to transfer Did he have it in Endgame When he empowered the whole army In Endgame? The, the whole army how he empowered the kids right that's not Endgame that's Love and Thunder no I'm talking about as well, as well like in Endgame why didn't he use that power because he didn't know about it he was depressed and oh yeah and the whole uh, um, the, the, the um, well the, the, the magic of the old father is the magic in Asgard that's that's how that works okay and the whole um, the divine tree thing not the divine tree um, what's that place with the Bifrost the the wishing for the dragon balls and you get your wish. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't that the same as the Infinity Stone? Why couldn't Thor just summon and go there and just be like, "Oh, I don't want Thanos to be there, or I'll bring back all the people." Because he didn't know where it was. But that's just so like, what? Like, can he only use it once? Yeah, it's the first person to get to eternity gets granted a wish, and that's it. So like, you you wish the sleeping Jirachi, and you find the Jirachi, and the Jirachi will give you a wish, and it goes back sure. to sleep for a hundred years. Well, forever. Forever, so yeah. it's only a one-time thing. Yes, it's they literally stipulated the first person who gets to eternity gets to grant a, a wish fulfilled. It's such a shame. Than- why didn't I mean Thanos never knew about it? Like exactly. he could have done it, and it would be a lot easier. 
Exactly. Let's Actually, no, the Stones... that in one movie. Thanos did the whole saga. <laughs> <laughs> the Stones probably were meant to be easier. The reason why it wasn't easier is because the Avengers existed. Otherwise, he would have had... Uh, he could have gotten three stones by the end of the Avengers movie. Oh, the first one? Yes. He could have got... He had this Mind Stone already because that was in the Scepter. He could have got the Space Stone and he also could have got the Time Stone. With Doctor Strange, who wasn't introduced at that time. No, but the Time Stone did exist and it was with... It was literally in New York, right? Yeah, but we didn't know that. No, but we don't know that he didn't know that. Oh, we didn't know. We didn't know. He didn't know. Exactly. So he could have had three stones and with the time, space and mind, he could have gotten the other three very, very easily. He could have. So, yeah, the only reason why he didn't succeed is because... Because Disney didn't have the production budget for it. Yet. 100%. And that it was cast with another actor. Yeah, the black guy, I think. Was it? Yeah, it's a black guy and then, uh, yeah. So, um, let's put on some... some, some Do you have a story to share, but don't think anyone would listen? Here at IPL Radio, we care about your story. IPL Radio is a community access radio station and has been inspiring passionate lives since July 2020, broadcasting across Australia, New Zealand, America, Canada and the UK. We're very proud of our family of presenters who come from a diverse background, including young and young at heart, with health or mental health issues or disabilities. Whether it's spreading awareness of rare conditions, supporting your event, or helping to promote your music or your business, there's a place for you in our family. We especially welcome First Nations people, people from culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds, people living with a disability, and LGBTQ plus communities. Come and join us at IPL Radio. Email us at info at iplradio.org.au for more information. And, yeah, so then I told the guy, hey, take your hands off my chicken. Oh, God, Jesus, i got to... We're it. on. We're on, yeah. Okay. I totally miscalculated that anyway. Okay, so, Alex, I have this dilemma, right? Well, what's your dilemma, Michael? Okay, well, I'm currently graduating yep. so from my uni degree, so I was thinking Congratulations, of, by the way. You, I don't think sir. I've actually congratulated you in person. Oh, thank you. Well, I was considering, like, uh, whether or not to... You were what, sorry? <laughs> you were considering... <laughs> to go to the ceremony or not like yeah yeah sorry sorry carry Is on that the highlight? <laughs> <laughs> no don't try and get rid of the highlight okay um yeah no i don't know like it was worth going for the ceremony or not um i'd rather maybe just get the certificate and frame it just deliver it at home because mm-hmm. um sometimes you know they they do a lot of graduation um you know a lot of people obviously graduated once right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and uh i don't know much of my cohort because i'll be doing online um studying that's fine and uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, sure, like the photos because I have to pay about um eighty dollars. I think that's what they said for um the the regalia and stuff to learn. Uh, to learn. To learn. Yeah. Wow, this university wants more money out of you. Curtain. <laughs> but I, I think one of them you actually earn. Uh, one you earn, but I think the rest you have to. The hat. Earn. Imagine. Imagine you keep the hat. Right. I think so. Yeah. Because people like pimp out their hats sometimes. Yeah. No, no, that probably makes sense, but yeah. um. I don't know. Like, I'm just... I, I, I got to, like, the first week of August, I guess, to decide. But I'm a bit on the fence. Like, some days I'm like, should I go? And then some days, like, should I not go? And Personally, if I was in your position, you've got family over here. You've got brothers and sisters, right? Mm. Do you have brothers and sisters? Uh, my brother's away. He's in the Navy. That's right. Like, that's right. Um, But, like, with this thing, I give a full context on it. Um, yeah. I get two tickets to bring. Uh, so two guests I can bring, and the rest have to be paid, right? 
Okay. Um, and the how much do tickets cost? I haven't seen it yet. Okay. okay. Um, but um, the, and and everyone has to be vaccinated, which is kind of weird. I mean, it's it's um, it's because the it's a space requirement. So if they didn't, if with the amount of people that want to fit in, it's vaccination. It it, it falls under that. I yeah. Think. Yeah. Well, well, basically, that that's pretty much the restriction. So yeah. Um, are, are people in your family vaccinated? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. So yeah. So I'm just deciding like. Uh, because I don't know much of my cohort, and um, you know, I keep to myself and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Is it worth going? Just. Well, I mean, like my my family and stuff are saying, you know, it's a graduation thing. You might as well do it. And I think you should. You know why? Okay. You've you've dedicated. What's your verdict on this, Alex? I'd say my verdict, and this is you know, step into my office, take a seat. No. Um. I think you've dedicated a lot of your life to study, a lot of your adult life, all of your adult life so far to study. You yeah. took time off, right? Or did you... Yeah, I took time off work yeah. to, to focus on that, yeah. You've done a lot of hard work to get to this point. If not, you know, you want to get that moment where you get to be on stage, you get to take that diploma, that certificate that says you've got this degree... You want your family in the audience. You want them to take yeah. a photo. You want them to be a bit embarrassing and scream a little bit. And then you want to get like that that opportunity and that moment cemented for the rest of your life. No, no, that's no, that's fair. Like this is more like the memory and looking back on it. Exactly. Like. No, not necessarily for the day, even though the day you you want to be in that moment. But there's this thing that you want to carry forward and have to keep forever. Man, I should have taken a photo first time. Got on IPR radio. <laughs> <laughs> I think there is a. Somewhere, no. right? Did we I, not I just showed up and then we just Yeah, that's right, that's just... right, that's right. Um, um, no, 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 I totally understand. So it's more like, um, not about like, I guess not the people which you're graduating with. Just no, it's, for your it's you, man. Remembrance. It's, it's yeah. all for you. Um, yeah, because you'd want something to remember this by. Who knows, the world could end in a couple of years. and That's true, yeah. You know, like, yeah. Uh, has anyone else in your, in, in your family gone through university? Um. Well, my dad. They ordered it in India and stuff. Okay. So, um, okay. I think I'll be the first one. In Actually, no, that, that's that's a thing. You're the first child. I mean, my cousins have, but like, ah, screw your cousins. Yeah, yeah. You're the first in child the, of the, this family, in the nuclear family. <laughs> yeah. Who's, who? You know, after immigration, I guess. Yeah. Who's, you know, your parents did the classic. You know, we sacrificed a lot, brought you to this country. You can the celebrate whole, uh, that. the 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 Miss Marvel journey. <laughs> yeah. The thing the, is, yeah. This is. No, what's, that, what's, that, what's that event which happened in India and Pakistan? Partition. Partition. <laughs> Yikes. Survive through that just to get my university yeah. degree at Kirk No, no, no. You're the, you're the first child as a result of this to, no, to, that's fair, to that's have fair. this uh, thing happen. This is a big big deal, Michael. And plus, I guess, graduation food at the ceremony would be lit too. Yeah. I would just say, because it's probably going to be a long ceremony, hide little snacks in your gown. Yeah. <laughs> so half the way, you just like... <laughs> Um, no, like, uh, <laughs> just give, like, a high five to the dude and, like, that. <laughs> <laughs> the, spider, the amazing Spider Man, Andrew Garfield's guy. Yeah, so yeah. yeah. Just, yeah. he didn't even care at all. <laughs> exactly. That's because uh, he was just that So, Spider-Man. what about you? Like, it, when you decide to graduate, uh, would you you'd go for the ceremony as well? Yeah, because um, more for my mom, because uh, she never got to graduate uni mm. uh, due to financial issues. This is in England, so I'll be the first person in my family because there's nobody else to That's graduate cool. if I get there. Um, so yeah, no, like for me, if 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 everything's good in my family, kind of thing, then I'd love to cool go to graduation and have people around me to celebrate s- with. Yeah, because it's, it's been it's been tough so far. You know, like the you know university is hard. The university experience is 
tough. I've been studying in a pandemic and that ruined everything for me. So, you know, if if I get to the point of graduation, then for me it's like, oh shit, I did it. You know what I mean? No, that's it. So just celebrate it and... Uh yeah, watch the new Marvel TV show straight after. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just be like, Mom, I gotta go home. Um, season fifteen, I miss Marvel's out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, season fifteen, I miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah. No, no, fair enough. No, that's a that's a very good point. Yeah, just a small about the 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 memory of it for your own self. Exactly. Then, exactly. Um, the, anyway, we're gonna we're a blip in the point of history, and mm. uh, we gotta remember some of it. You know? Einstein will be forgotten in a thousand years. Yeah. No, no, it's it's such a like like say in the future, say if you know if if I decide to have kids and they, oh yeah, and they want something to, dude, they will be listening to our podcast because it's online on Spotify forever. Yeah, so if you're listening at home, you're part and of they will listen to my highlight. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, I say worse stuff anyway. You do, you yeah. do. You're like, oh, okay. So just for those at home, we, we sometimes we try and figure out what the highlight of the episode's gonna be, and Michael's like, no, it's too cringy. Oh my god, it's but you you've said. No, you've you've got controversial down, stuff. Yeah, you you've said things on this podcast, um, but yeah, no, um, yeah. I mean, when I get to that point, I'll definitely get my family. Well, my mom involved. So yeah, your what? My mom. Your what? Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> your what, Alex? <laughs> my mother. <laughs> my maternal figure. <laughs> yes, the person who birthed me. Yeah. Uh. So yeah. No. Um. Yeah. So okay. So what what do we cover today, Michael? We let's, covered, let's, give, let's give a wrap up. We presented our positives and negatives on Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah. Then we, had we progressed a, to Miss Marvel, and then we talked briefly about um the Disney Plus series. You know the Marvel TV shows as a whole, Disney yeah. Plus and non Disney Plus related. We this has been a marvelous episode. It actually has. Um. Yeah. Name this episode is going to be fun. Yeah. When we get there. A little peek behind the curtain. We have an Thor, entire Love and Marvel. Ugh. Yeah. No offense, Michael. That kind of sucks. That's what. That's the point. It's meant to be cringy, like Jane Foster's uh, catchphrase. <laughs> Eat my Marvel. <laughs> Eat my Marvel. <sighs> what do you mean? We're kind of some. Wait, can we call it Thor for more Thor and Gore? <laughs> Thor for more we- Thor and so Thor for colon more Thor and Gore. But Thor's that. That's only talking about one topic. Yeah, I we mean, talk- was that the meat of it? Oh, we we spoke we Mar- for Marvel like two program. hours about one topic. I mean, two hours in station Thor, time. Thor and Gore. Yeah, but okay. So, um, fun fact. So, in when I when I went to go see it, I actually took a photo of it. Um, we were in Cinema Force. So I made the entire meme. Uh, let's just see if I can find it. Ooh. There's something like a other topic related which kind of rhymes with Thor. Uh, sorry. Like the other topics we talked about, Marvel, Miss Marvel, and um, the other shows, is something which rhymes with Thor that we could put in the title. We'll figure it out. Yeah. But no, my cinema. I was at Cinema Four for Thor: Love and Thunder. So I, I, I like, I, I posted on my Snapchat. I'm like, Cinema th- Four for th- more Thor, Thor, Thor Four, Thor and Gore, and it was funny. Thor and Cinema Four. <laughs> what a Cinema Thor! I've already brought it up now, Michael. That would be cool. Like Thor in Cinema 4. No, we can't have inside jokes. No. All the jerks must be outside. <laughs> yeah. um, outside the box. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, God. This is the hardest part of the podcast. not even just being on here and talking and discussing. It's trying to figure out a title. Yeah. And then the people who listen to it all now are going to look at their phone and be like, that's what they called it? Ew. 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 
Ow. <laughs> that Jimmy Fallon skit, have you watched that? Yeah. yeah. God, I hated it. <laughs> yeah. Ow. I prefer that Jimmy Fallon more than Jimmy Kimmel, to be honest. Mm. Apparently for April Fool's this year, they swapped shows. They did. I, uh, I watched that. Yeah, it was on YouTube like a while ago. I'm like, this is fun. I just remember like uh, I didn't like Jimmy Kimmel after I saw him like the trash in the gamer community. He was like, oh, what you... you why are you why are you watching people play games and you watch people play sports Jimmy shut exactly up. exactly shut up and then he had to panda by bringing Markiplier and stuff in and just like oh what are you guys doing uh, we're streaming and uh, this is what we're doing to play games look at this cool buttons and I think Jimmy Fallon is a worse person because I've heard like some how he treats oh, really? somebody yeah not, not like abuse but I heard he's been a bit rough with guests like narcissistic ways yeah but Jimmy Kimmel, he seems to actually use his platform in a positive way most times. Like, you know, in America when there's injustices, he's tend to use his platform to be like, hey, I'm speaking out about these injustices. But then you see the, st- the Chad Stephen Colbert way above. And the, yeah, the, Stephen- best, the best show was the original, uh, the Craig Ferguson was my favorite late night show. I never saw that. He was really good. That was before my time, you he old literally, man. He literally got away with so much stuff like on, on television. Oh, like, that's not good. He was, the, he was before James Corden. Okay, I don't. Uh, screw James Corden, yeah. by the way. No one likes him. He yeah. ruined. He's ruined everything. He he's ruined touched. cats. Yeah, you're right. James Corden ruined cats. But then again, he made the good, uh, the decent. Uh, it's controversial, but the decent Cinderella movie with uh, Camilla Cabello. Am I wrong? That, did you like that? <laughs> no. Exactly. Now we disagree again. I, uh, we talked. We've talked about this before. I like the movie. Talk, though. It was because I got a TikTok with thirty thousand likes of me making fun of that. Oh, really? Yeah. Good. Um, here's an opinion to leave you on. What? I think the Taylor Swift cat was hot in cats. Anyway, that's the end of our show. Um, Wait, hit, what? Hit up our Instagram. All our stuff's there. We've got a GoFundMe to help support the station. And we're visiting a pet store tomorrow. Yeah, that's definitely... Oh, no. <laughs> Hide your cats. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>